go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. However you happen to be watching and or listening to this, I want to welcome you to another episode, actually episode, what, 87 of the Gaming Circle podcast, the Fox and the Trojan Horse episode. Now, as you can see, we are not joined by our special guest just yet, but don't worry, we have scheduled him to, to come on. He'll be, he'll be joining us within the hour. You know, it should be a fun episode. But even without our esteemed guests, we have just so much to talk about this morning. But let me first, of course, introduce my co-host, the man on these Twitter streets, letting you know what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Shout out to you, Mr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Cognito. Mr. Everborn Saga, how are you doing this morning, sir? I'm all right. And contrary to Mr. Joanna Dark's popular opinion, uh -huh. I was not late today. Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. Believe it or not, the man was right on time. <laughs> and I had a million things to do this morning. Yeah, you know how it goes on a Saturday morning. It's all good. It's all good. Folks. Oh, no, this was, a, this was a very atypical Saturday morning. I'm dealing with uh, contractors and regulators and architects and lawyers. You're dealing with regulators. What, what are you? What are you? What are, what are you trying to get a well, piece of the well, ABK local, deal? What's going on? <laughs> local regulators. To, understood. Uh, Westchester. <laughs> understood. Understood. Let me welcome all the fine people that are in here. We have a growing, growing crew that's always pulling up every time we have a show. We appreciate you. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, I see a lot of folks in here. Of course, Mr. Joanna Dark here. With with actually, let, let's start off the top with the first super chat of the day. Thank you, man. Before we even got in the spot, he already had a super chat for us. Thank you. With a $10 super chat saying, 
Let's see what he said. He said, hello, gentlemen. Excited for today's show, The Fox. He will be here. Maybe he can answer if there's a handheld that can actually make Sonic good. <sighs> Sega said goodbye to the to the blue rat and hello to the angry bird. Hi, everyone. Oh, boy. This is going to be a good episode. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> you know, we'll talk I about that, too. I need to see a red uh -huh. versus Knuckles face off. Hmm. It should be an interesting. I, I want to talk about that. We, we will definitely get into that conversation because that is so interesting, right? It is so interesting what, what's happening in the in, no. In let's the save it. Sigiverse. Save it. Talk about it. I got a whole. I got a whole. You got a whole thing. Uh, okay. Okay. Talk about that. Okay. So, you got a whole thing. Uh, All right. Well. By the way, but the uh -huh. Angry Birds movie was actually good. By the true, way. True. True. It was actually not bad. Now, now, now. I'm not saying it wasn't like. It wasn't like the levels that we're seeing today good, but it held its own. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. It's not like, you know, the bottom of the barrel that we've seen many, many times. So, yeah, it, it's something to sit, sit and watch with your kids. I've had to. <laughs> I initially was like, I ain't going to watch this. And then I sat down. I was like, oh, it's not that bad. You know, it ain't no. It was funny. It ain't no, no mustachioed plumber whose name I will not say because they, they try to demonetize us even for mentioning them yet last week. So, Which is anyway. why we should go in. Uh, but again, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. Thank you guys so much for being here. I see Punty 50s in here. Well, 050, please forgive Punty, me. what up? That's right. That's right. I see Black, Arca Black Arcade in here. Oh, actually, happy birthday. Happy belated, because it, it was a day ago, to It's Timmy version 2, 40th birthday. Oh, happy, happy, happy birthday. birthday to you, sir. Yes, there's so many guys in here, so many folks that we always appreciate for joining us. And, and wanted to get into gaming and gaming conversations with us. It is an awesome, awesome community. We appreciate y'all for being here. But you know what? Let us get started Wait, properly. Before you get started, yeah, 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 I just yeah. want to give a shout out to Slow Mo in yes, the sir. chat who took a trip to the stable last night. Don't oh, think boy. I didn't see it. Oh, boy. He was in the stable. He was so in the talk stable. We'll talk about that later. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I see him in here. Welcome, sir. Welcome. Appreciate you for being here, man. All right. All right. So... Let us get started as we normally do with some games that we have been playing. And let me let me let me switch the old games. Here we go. So of course, as it is the week and we we're, we're, we're NLB over here, newest latest best. I happen to to pop in some some uh, uh, um, um, some Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo. Yep. And and uh, you know, are truth you be told, I haven't finished it. Subbed or dubbed? That's the first question. Um, first, I'm playing. I'm playing subbed. But I'm also I'm playing subbed, but I'm I also go back and forth with English and and just to see what the differences are, you know. And the sub the the subbed is quite good. The dubbed is a little, a little cringy, a little cringy. Have you been playing it? I actually have, and I, I, I there's something I want to discuss about it, but we'll come to that when it's when it's okay. Uh, when okay. It's well, I'll, I'll I'll quickly just say you know I've been playing it. What you're seeing here is PC footage. And yes, sometimes it's not the, the cleanest. I'm like, hmm, it took me a while to dial in the good settings to make it work. Yes, PC problems. Indeed. Let's go there. We'll talk about the PC Disgusting. stuff too a little bit. Disgusting. But stop. Shout out to Gary Witter. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, I actually, I, I reluctantly played this on PC because as you know, it's the best way to capture footage in the Xbox eco ecosystem. Which is terrible. So that's outside of there. the Xbox ecosystem is the best way to capture. No, it. no, no, it's because easy. because you and I both know that Xbox now considers the PC also part of its mm -hmm. ecosystem. That's another bit of smoke we'll, we'll yes. talk about in a little bit. Council is the. Uh, <laughs> is the They're calling it the second class citizen. Child, <laughs> yeah. right? But we'll get into we that. Believe that it or not, believe it or not, like where I have been playing this game a lot more. Like even though I can sit on my TV, I've been playing it 
on the old G Cloud, bro. Like, oh my god, I've been playing it on the old this, G Cloud, and it's been unusually thing. good. Yeah, this thing. Uh, for the record, got it for a, a deal that even though it's it was a deal, I still think it, I I paid too much. I got it for one ninety nine. You know, uh, you can still get it for I think two fifty right now on sale. Normally, it's like three hundred dollars. I think one ninety nine is still too much, but it was to the point where I'm like, I right, I'll give this thing a shot. And I have issues. We we may get into the tech the tech talk about it soon, it should but be a ninety nine dollar design. I agree. I agree. It should be ninety nine. It should be one fifty at most. I agree. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I do. I do. So yeah. Oh, and 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 oh, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I see a whole bunch of people. So many great people in here. Thank you. Thank you so much for pulling out. But no. So I've been playing this Did for you a little shout bit. Out Gerald Mack. Oh, I didn't even see Gerald Mack in here. Gerald Mack in here. Oh, he, he's he's telling folks to hit that like button. He's always promoting. He's always on the socials promoting. Cause you know you ain't doing nothing this morning. Join us. Join us. We appreciate you, Gerald Mack, for always continuing to be here for us. And we appreciate Lucius you, Augustus Lucius and, uh, Augustus. Yes, yes, sir. You, you know, whole bunch of folks yeah. in here. Thank you, thank you. So yeah, I I just been playing this. Uh, I've been believe it or not, since I got this thing, since I saw the deal was you know was pretty good, I was like, all right, let me let me put it through its paces, let me give it a try. And you know that the connection is is usually the the, the bread and butter of these kind of devices, right? If if your connection ain't great, this is this thing's not gonna get you far. But I have to be honest with you, uh, I heard uh, Jez Corden talking about it uh, in the past. When you have this thing dialed in right, when when it's you know when your connection is good, you can't tell the difference between cloud and native playing. It's actually quite good i can see it now i mean i will never want to do it this way exclusively but if somebody just has this device for their kids or whatever and this is how they game primarily and it's all via cloud i i didn't see a world where it, it could work after trying it for a while i can see that world it's not the world i want to live in because i'm i'm i love my my, my native my native rendering but this thing is actually quite good it's actually quite good so i've been playing this uh i, I jumped into a bit of a, a fallen order uh, because I, I heard you were playing it as well, I jumped into a bit of that yes, as well. Yes, because yes. I am definitely getting ready for Fallen for for, uh, for Survivor. Survivors. The more I see that game, the more exciting it, it is to me. And let me see what else. Uh, put a little bit more time into The Last of Us on PC. Yes, it's still playing well, and yes, it's still a big beast of a, of a game that makes your PC feel like a potato. It is what it is. And finally, the game that I always need to stress that is still out here, but no one's giving it credit for. Midnight Suns, Marvel's Midnight Suns. It's very good. I b believe it or not, I find myself playing that game like all the time. It's it's that fine wine I sip for months. It's really really good. Story is good. Uh, some of the voice acting, the voice acting like goes between really 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 good and cheesy, but it's just really good. And if you're a Marvel person, you you just love this stuff. So that those are the games I've been playing. Mr. Everborn Saga, what has been on your playlist? What have you been playing this week? So first and foremost, what has taken most of my time this week was Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. Because I, uh, again, in my never-ending quest to not play Hogwarts. I actually uh, almost, I almost went back to Hogwarts this week just to roll, keep rolling another character. I love that so game. Anyway. <laughs> I, 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 once I had finished Quantum Break, I mm -hmm. had immediately gotten uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake mm -hmm. and I started playing it. I loved it. No complaints. Loved the sense of tension. Uh, love what they did with the remake. Don't even remember if I played uh, uh, Resident Evil 4 because none mm. of this originally because none of it seems familiar to me. Um, now 
Wow. See, I, I didn't know that. See, I'm learning new things right now. Mr. Slomo Backslap saying, everyone play Jedi Fallen Order in journalist mode. There's a journalist yes. mode? So, so, well, let me explain that. So, please. Uh, I started, I, st I started playing Resident Evil 4, but then I saw all the uh, Jedi Survivor hype, and I was like, wow, this looks like something I want to play on day one. But if I continue with Resident Evil 4, I won't be ready to play that on day one. So let me go and run through, let me go back and complete uh, Fallen Order, mm -hmm. where I, had, I was playing the game on normal, I had completed 41% of the game, mm -hmm. uh, and then I went back, and started playing on normal again, but I kept dying on. I can't so remember. So baby's what first souls like basically was too hard for you. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. 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 So <laughs> I said um, I don't have time for this, so I put it on story mode. Mm -hmm. And oh, I was okay. like, I'm just running through these enemies. Uh -huh. This is great. I feel super powerful. Ah. So I ran through it story mode uh, in like two days. Mm -hmm. This is something that was taking me like weeks to do before. Two days in story mode. Um, and, and I completed it and then, um, the, I actually completed it on the 11th or 12th mm -hmm. and then Ghostwire Tokyo was out, uh, which I'll come to Ghostwire Tokyo in a second. Cause there's a fun anecdote about that. But, uh, Jedi Fallen Order is really good. Uh, right? welcome to the party, sir. You, you're maybe two years late, no, <laughs> uh, three but, years but late. Like, I just think like. Um, you know, there's a lot of action adventure games, but I think the attention to, um, or at least they're maybe it is linear and they're hiding it very well, but mm -hmm. the attention to exploration and platforming is something that you don't get from a lot of, um, these kinds of, uh, AAA action adventure games. A lot of the, those are usually you know, shooters and things like that are these open world RPGs. This is like almost first and foremost, obviously melee attacking, but uh, it's about the platforming. And um, and I love that about it. So um, and then the story at the end, like I know like this came out in 2019 or whatever. But And I saw you posting spoilers on, on Twitter. Come on listen, now. Listen, man, if you didn't Have play some it etiquette. by now. <laughs> Have some, if you I'm didn't play it by now, you're just playing it right now. <laughs> uh but that seed at the end, like, it just solidified this story as better than anything Disney has done in the in the new trilogy. Mm. You you just right? all about the like, smoke this morning. You you you're, you're giving backhanded compliments. What's going on? Take. It, <laughs> sure, I don't, sure. Like, like who liked who liked the <laughs> the, the the Disney uh, trilogy? Now Rogue One doesn't count as part of that trilogy. Rogue sure, One was sure, good. sure. Right, Mandalorian's yep. good. Yep. Um, uh, uh, Boba Fett was terrible. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I liked um, um, Obi Wan, but apparently people didn't like that. Um, I haven't seen some people didn't uh, even didn't even like uh, what's the, what's the other one uh, that, that I actually really thought was really really good. Uh, come on now, uh, give us give us give us some some of these uh, the new games that, the new it's the Rogue One spinoff character. Yes, yes. Um, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, name. right now it's escaping me, but I actually thought it was really good. I like it people when people say Star that's adult Star Wars, the one they that's what they want. And then I haven't yeah. seen Mandalorian season three yet because I'm waiting for it to complete. So sure. Uh, but to me, it's just like the best Star Wars story in a very long time. So 
when you have a Star Wars story that keeps you Endor. Thank you, thank you, Jigga J. Appreciate you, man. Endor. When you have a Star Wars story that has no lights, no lightsabers, no Jedi, and still it's riveting, you know you got a good story. And that's what these tend to be. I I really like that they open the world. Shout out to Boom in the chat. Yes, sir, Mr. Boomstick Excel. Welcome, sir. Welcome. We appreciate you for being here. So. So uh, that being said, um, mm. I, I, I love the story. I cannot wait for the follow-up, playing that day one, and um, which brings me to another game that I probably wasn't going to play day one anyway, but I'm sure mm. that's uh, on the topic list. Uh, but um, I would love to see them turn that into a series. So now when I completed that, mm-hmm. um, I moved on to Ghostwire Tokyo because it's a game that is now finally out for Xbox a year later. True, true. And no one is talking about it. Because we're all kind of caught up in the the current in, drama. In, yes, sir. We'll, 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 and we will we will FPS. really now, get in there too. Yes, but we'll continue. The thing I want to say to the people that 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 think thirty FPS is not a problem. No, no, right? no. Don't go there yet, please. Don't no, no, go there no. yet. Just hear, but hear me, hear me. Uh-huh. Hear, okay. Because you know you're gonna like, divide if, the crowd quickly. <laughs> if you think it's not a problem. Uh huh. Play, Ghostwire Tokyo by default comes on quality mode. Yeah, it comes right? at 30 when frames just, right away. Yeah. You first turn the game on, mm-hmm. it's quality mode and it's 30 FPS. Now it also has performance mode. Switch it from the default quality mode, which is what you're going to get on Redfall, mm-hmm. and then go to the performance mode. And you tell me if you can handle the quality mode on on redfall maybe you can but i think that's your barometer uh and and while i don't disagree with you i will also say not all 30 frames per second are built the same right uh uh uh, what do you call it um let's say for instance uh you're from the same publisher though Sure. No, no. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And we're not digging deep. We're just we're just saying real quick, and we'll move forward because I want to dig deep into that topic. But like okay. your Forza Horizon, for instance, you can play Forza Horizon at thirty frames per second, and it's so buttery smooth you won't even notice the difference. They are not all the same, but we'll save that. We'll we'll, we'll let let's let's table that for, for a moment. Continue, so, sir. But I, so I say that to say to me, right? I am only saying to me because at mm-hmm. first. I all like I always knew because of um, Resident Evil and Jedi Survivor and Zelda. Mm-hmm. I like it didn't matter if this launched with 60 FPS. I probably wasn't gonna like seriously play it day one. I would have tried it out. So like the news didn't really bother me that much. I'm like it's a mode. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna play it until it comes out to 60. But like, would you stop? Let, would let's react. let's move forward. Let's Wait, move hold on. I'm just I'm just saying this. I'm saying that when I turned on Ghostwire uh, Tokyo, yes, and it was in quality mode, uh-huh. I almost like threw my Xbox out the window. Like oh, it was terrible. That, oh, come on, not good. <laughs> and then I put it on performance mode, uh-huh. and I'm like, this is nice now. Mm. So mm. I like I didn't before see the the 30 FPS thing as a but problem. I've gotten okay. so used to it. Well, you you're on an now, OLED screen too. So you're on that you're on that CX, the the LG CX. So your eyes just kind of become that becomes your benchmark, that becomes your floor. So anything that falls beneath that and 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 you know, you you can definitely tell right away. You don't play in multiple places. Am I wrong? You just play on the OLED mainly, right? Uh well when I play in the office I'm on this trash predator monitor it is a 4K 120 monitor but it's not okay. OLED 
It's 42 okay. inches. No, but, but still, you at least, you're used to that frames per second. So when you're used to that for some time, it, it like dropping it becomes more jarring and more uh, and more prevalent. You see it quicker. You know, just like people who play in 120, there are people who play 120 consistently on PC. And then when you get to 60, it's like, oh, am I in 30? It's just your eyes get used to it. Let me pause real quick and, 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 and shout out the super chat from the man, Gerald Matt, with a $5. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you. He says, we, I know you guys are not multiplayer shooters, uh, shooter gamers, but have you been looking at X Defiant? He's looking at it, and it's looking pretty good. I will say. Uh, I, I have not. Uh-huh. And uh, that's also part of this conversation about uh, being, like, eaten alive at 30 FPS. That doesn't sure. matter to me because I was never playing online anyway. Sure. Uh, so but, I, I, uh -huh. yeah. I, I was quickly going to say I saw Doom Cutie uh, stream it from, from the Xbox Infinite, Infinite podcast. The game looks legit. Now, will I play it? That remains to be seen. We'll, we'll, we'll see that. And, of course, the man, the, the, I would call him the representative of the multiplayer, <laughs> the multiplayer gamer, Mr. Slow Mo Backslap, is saying x Defiant is pretty good. So there you go. That is, that is a ringing endorsement. The name is trash, uh, uh, and it sounded uh, trash uh, when yes. it first came out, but by all I, accounts, I it, it seems like to be Sony all right. it was like a Sony internal development studio. Like what? <laughs> uh, it sounds like question, it's all right. Though, yeah, yeah. Uh, has anyone seen that trailer for Immortal Everdom or whatever? Yeah, it's yeah. The the the, the EA play, TV. the EA play, the yeah, EA. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, that does look interesting. But remember, it's all trailer. It's all uh, CG. The whole thing. The whole thing was a CG trailer. Right? All of it. It, it seemingly I, I, there I were. They had some gameplay. In it. Eh, I, I I won't believe it till I see it. I won't believe it till I see it. It's an it's an Origins that, game, yeah. That, so my thing about that is that I was very uh, concerned mm -hmm. when I first saw the little multi a few second clip because mm -hmm. I was like, are they gonna get an Avowed style game out before Avowed? And they came out of well, nowhere. but this is not but really Avowed style the, though. No, no. But when you first saw it, I'm not talking mm -hmm. about this initial clip because when I saw this new thing that's like two and a half minutes long or however mm. long mm -hmm. i'm like this is just like cod but fantasy right sure okay um yeah that's not what avowed is so this this is just act actually like a shooter mm. where you shoot magic instead exactly of, it, it's uh, basically cold. cod and, cod and, magic yes magic right. cod so and <laughs> yes yeah, so that's very that's a that's an interesting idea and it is not at all Avowed, so I'm happy that the, that that is the case, and Avowed yeah. will uh, get its chance to yeah. be. Lu Lucius Augustus in the chat is saying that the game looks closer to Hexen, which is a true pull. That's absolutely true. Yes, it does look like Hexen. It looks like the Hexen game we deserved instead of the Hexen game we got back in the day. You know, they finally like went back to that kind of style, and now obviously they have more tech to bring to bear. So it really looks like a shining in that in that realm. I'm actually looking forward to Destiny. Slow mo. I don't know if I saw that. Hmm. All right, seems all like right. a reach. So what else you playing, sir? Uh, just that right now. Okay. I uh, Oh, well, also, I should notice because I did. We, we had a running gag last week. I, I have started uh, playing uh, The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, the man has started playing The Murder of Sonic Hedgehog. Okay, okay. That's, that's and what do you think it. so far? <laughs> so he's not. I mean, I haven't. I'm just starting it. But, like, he's not, like dead dead you find this out in the beginning they're hey now murder, they're playing a murder mystery like hey now playing a game in the game stop <laughs> that's they killed why him. i will allow it 
That's they killed. No, they killed no. him and then bought and then bought an Angry Bird. <laughs> no, he's pretending to be dead for a game that they're playing on the train for. Amy's see, birthday. see, look, look, see, look. Jigga J didn't even know. Jigga, if you didn't know, I'm telling you, man, they killed Sonic. Sonic no, they dead. He's Sonic lying to dead. you, Jigga J. He wants it to be true, but it's not true because Sonic oh, can't man. be stopped. Uh huh. Yeah. Sure. Sure. He can't until until Rovio's out here going. Uh. Hello. Welcome to the Angry Birds. Rovio's gonna be making Sonic games. Anyway, I got a whole write up on. Uh huh. Oh. I'm oh. And by the way, by the way, yes, yes. Pixel Bit G's in the chat saying, "Come on now, now that is indeed spoilers." People are appreciating the fact that Sonic has been murdered, and it says so on the cover. No need for spoilers, sir. No need for spoilers. <laughs> it's the beginning of the game. They tell you this. Hey like, man. Start the game. Hey man. Let's move. Let's move forward now. Before we move on, I want to ask you a bit about about Ghostwire Tokyo. Okay, so so I love the combat style, I, I and and folks who are looking at it, you I don't see, know if I love it yet. The combat is awesome. I real as you get into it, you get used to it. It's really fun. It's really got that combat that you, you that I'm I'm enjoying the combat, but the quests. I don't know how far in how far into it are you so far. I don't know. I played like a, an hour, maybe. Okay. Okay. Maybe I played an hour. So it, it's it like there are different kinds of quests. It's it, it, I think it falls into that into that open world trap where some store some of the quests really fall in line with moving the story forward and the momentum and all of that because it's a horror horror based spooky game and all of that. But then every once in a while you get like a a quest that just derails that momentum for me, and it's just really weird and odd and it it it, it ruins the pacing for me a little bit. But I but when I get into these fights. I'm really liking the fights because you know you you, you know look, look as you can see I, for some reason I'm I'm loving the hand gestures I'm loving the way that you you're able to really like use them to its fullest capabilities and and are able to take down some of these weird monsters that come at you like you're still not convinced quite yet of the, of the combat huh Oh did I lose you sir uh, No I was on oh. mute sorry oh, okay. um so um not yet um I I don't know yet. I don't know. It's not. Mm. It's not. Uh, it's not grabbing me. But I'm very early on, and then mm. there's the whole. I'm trying to like understand what it means to hold the button to charge the attack versus the. Yep. The, yep. Uh, and then every time I try to pull someone's soul, someone else is attacking me. Uh, I'm probably just not good, but. Uh, Jimmy Brown saying hood that. signs, yes. baby. He throwing them hood signs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't love it yet, but yep. I but. After I switched to the 60 FPS mode, it became yeah. much more tolerable. Graphically, it's beautiful. The the RT, if you, I hate I hate to do it, playing Whoa, on PC, the ray tracing is boss. Like, wait a minute. Uh huh. Go ahead. Wait, just hold on when we talk about this. Mm -hmm. The character models are not very good. I don't I don't right? agree with that. I think they I think feel they're fine. Very low poly. Uh, well, not a lot going on in the face. Well, uh, play it on PC, I don't know sir. If I like it. Play it on PC. Oh, maybe, maybe I should play it on PC. <laughs> Ooh, did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Did you hear that? <laughs> he, no, no, he's I mean, not. I won't. <laughs> maybe you should. <laughs> no, honestly, it, it looks really good. It, it looks really. It plays really well. It Graphically, has some it's nice clean. That's yeah, what it, it's it. clean. It's not you know. Like, mm, yeah. Mm, I don't uh, okay. 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 It's serviceable. It's it's serviceable. Come on, the graphics are it's really good. It's not a good. graphical showpiece. I'm sorry. Oh, it's not. bro, then you're, you're you're playing the wrong version. It it is quite beautiful. Right. Like the, just Have the city. Have you played it on the Xbox? Uh, not yet. 
Not okay, yet. so then yeah. come back to me after you play it on the Xbox and tell sure, me. Sure, sure. Okay, much I, I will play it. On, and, and and funny enough, I guess I have played it on the Xbox because when you play it on the G Cloud, you're playing on Xboxes in the cloud, and even on there, it looks good. Right, I've I've gone between. I played most of this game on this thing, and then for footage capture purposes, I played it on on the PC. So even on the G Cloud, where you know you have your compression and all of that, it still looked pretty darn clean to me. Right, obviously it didn't get any of the any of the the potential hardware hardware up, upgrades that you would on the next gen and all of that. But you know that that comes that's par for the course for a game that was exclusive to another platform when they, when they first started it. So. That's neither here nor there. I think it looks pretty dang, pretty dang good. But okay, all right. So with that, we could we can move forward into some of the news we we're talking about. But before we do, I want to say thank so you the guys. The world doesn't uh -huh. feel very static to you. Um, I mean, the story tells you that the world feels static. The story tells you that a bunch of folks have been they've been ghosted, and literally ghosts are everywhere. And as you go into the world, you see a lot of the crazy monsters. There are areas where the monsters are deep, and they're just everywhere, just swarming you and stuff. But when you start the game. Yeah, it's, it's very desolate. You'll see a couple ghosts here and there that you'll have to collect. But to me, the story justifies that because it's the story, right? Like, how, how, can they, how, can, how can something have happened that takes all the humans away and then it's a hustle and bustle? Like, the city itself, as dormant as it is, looks beautiful. When the rain is falling, like in this right now, it's amazing. Look, look, and, and when you grab somebody like Secret, like when you're able to... Man, it, it is very good. It's... Like, play this thing on the Listen, OLED I'm, when I'm, rain is I'm, falling. I, I, oh, my goodness. It's, it's beautiful. I, it's absolutely. I am not, I'm not turned off uh -huh. of the game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a, uh, a shot. Probably. Okay. I'm actually probably going to play this instead of Resident Evil uh, 4 Remake. Oh? Uh, for now, anyway. You mean the game that everybody's telling you is, is like game of the year caliber no, no, no. that will be in and, the game and, of the year conversations? And, and, well, it's not going to be game of the year uh, Resident Evil 4 just because of the competition this year. But mm. Resident Evil 4 remake is uh, nothing short of stellar. Mm. Uh, but I know what I'm getting there. Sure. This is, more, uh, this is more intriguing to me right now because it's something new. Okay. So Understood. that's Understood. probably why I'll go with this and then I'll get to Resident Evil, you know. All right. Okay. Um, after. Okay. Let's 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 hope that 60 FPS patches out. <laughs> <laughs> let's. Uh, we're, we're gonna get into that. And by the way, we're gonna save some of the topics, some of the 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 handheld topics for when when the Fox joins us. He'll be joining us relatively soon. But let's let's kick into some of the news. And and before we do, I will say thank you guys once again for being here. I see the numbers climbing as they as as they normally do. Thank you guys so much. Hit the like button if you haven't done so. Let folks know we in here. Let folks know the conversations that have started. You know, if you guys have any questions you want to ask us, of course, you know, you don't have to super chat. While we appreciate that, uh, just just uh, put the question in the chat. You know, tag one of us and we'll make sure we'll we'll, we'll, we'll look at it and, and try to answer it for you as we can. Uh, let let me know. Like, have you guys tried uh, a Ghostwire Tokyo yourselves? If so, what do you think of it? You know, I, I actually. I think it it veers from from really good to uh, I wish it was more action, you know, the, it, like the, the the quests so far. But then again, I'm about two hours in. I'm not too too far, so maybe it gets more hot and heavy as as the story progresses. Do you think this would have been better suited as a third person perspective game? Uh, I mean, I know you don't get to see all the hand movements, but yeah, and, and that's the important part of this, right? That's what they're trying to really convey the the hand movements and whatnot. I mean, possibly, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Would, would it would it be more boring if 
all you see is just a guy's the back of a guy's head while he's walking around through this desolate wasteland of a city, right? And and again, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying that it's justified in the story. It's just as you start before you get into certain rooms and whatnot, they go crazy and crazy weird stuff happens. You know, it would be interesting. Yeah, there is a part where you fly, like you float a little bit. So that'd be cool in third person. Maybe it, maybe they should have given you the option to switch between the two, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I'm know. not a fan of any of those give you an options. I think you you pick a direction and you go with it, like own it. So you're not gonna be you're uh, not gonna be a fan of Starfield's options, because that's gonna definitely give you an option, first or third. Yeah, I don't think they should. I think they should stick with first or third person. Mm, okay. I'm gonna play Starfield in third person, but we'll Interesting. see. I might fraud up when a battle starts. <laughs> you might fraud up. You fraud up. I have never heard that before. What are we talking what about here? <laughs> the difference with me is that uh, when I fraud, uh-huh. I let everybody know about you, it. You admit it. Don't try to hide it. I admit it all, all right. the time. I got no problem saying I'm a fraud. I appreciate that. All right. So let us switch over to some some news stories. There's a lot of news stories. So we're going to get into some of them. And hopefully the Fox will join us and we'll, we'll get into some, some of that crazy handheld talk as well. But all right. Let, let's get this started because let's see. I found this story and I wanted to bring this to your attention because I thought it was an interesting cautionary tale. I'm sure no one has really seen this because there have been other stories that are really taking up, taking up the energy in the room uh, um, in, the, in the streets these days. But have you heard about this thing where an Xbox fan was offered Game Pass for life, but they declined it because of the fine print? Um, yeah, I mean, they don't. They don't. Uh, so... Uh, as someone who 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 has just like uh, submitted his taxes, and uh-huh. who understands the things that you're supposed to, oh claim, yeah, and you know maybe you think you could get away with it. Uh, not recommending that you do that, but mm. if you're filling out a W nine form, you better report that to the IRS. Uh, and if it's considered income, you like you you like that's that's basic stuff, right? Mm-hmm, you got mm-hmm. a gift. You got to pay taxes on that gift, uh, even if you get a grant. Like my, I, I, one of my businesses got two grants. I, mm-hmm. I have to pay taxes on that as income. Yeah. Right. So I know this isn't income, but it does have a value. Yeah. And you got to pay taxes on it. Like, that's and it's just, about forty years worth of like they say for life, but it's a maximum of forty years. Which, bro, that's that's a that's a long time to have have to have the game pass f- for you, but. You know, and, and if I'm not mistaken, it was like it was like they're giving it to you for 40 years, but the first year of taxes was like seventy three hundred dollars, which no, is no, kind of no, crazy. No, 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 it wasn't the first. Oh, wasn't the first year that would have been for the whole thing. Oh, that's for the whole so, thing. That's for the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Which yeah, which which would be reported to the IRS, of course, of course. But yes, I thought that was I super think it super was interesting. Worth, I think it was worth seventy three hundred, and they wanted him to pay seventeen fifty. Yes. Yes. Yes, um, yes, that, that's what. But I'm, again, yeah. Um, that's just basic, you know, U.S. tax code. Unfortunately, uh-huh. it's, not, it's not out of the person's hands, and they were right because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have taken that either. Um, and it's not out, and it's it's not really in Microsoft's hands. I mean, I, I don't know if there's a way Microsoft could pay the taxes for you on that. But I don't and, even and know if there's a Tim, Temper twenty one in the chat saying they win in in Canada because that would have been tax free. Ooh. That's awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. absolutely awesome. Yeah. Now, but 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 I would have I would have paid that seventeen hundred dollars like year one. I would pay that. Pay no. that. Get it get no, get it absolutely. gone. Then I have Game Pass for for forty years. 
crazy. Yeah. No. That that is that is I mean because that that's a that's a win. Is it though? I feel like you could get enough sales. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? While it's out. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll see. And right, who knows right. if Game Pass will be around in 40 years? Well, yeah, that that is that is the truth. That is the truth. Uh, that is the truth. But I mean, I, I, in my head, it's be it would be the idea that in the next, I, I would say, in the next 10 years, which we're knowing the Game Pass will still be around in the next 10 years. I think you're going to get seventeen hundred dollars out of that service in the next 10 years. I would definitely pay that because then you don't have to worry about it for that time. But no, yeah, it's. But I just thought it was an interesting cautionary tale. Worry about it's like a, a fifteen dollar a month subscription. I don't know. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I would not do it. There you go. All right. I, I'm a set it and forget it type of type of dude. So I would have been like, yep, sign you me up. Set it for, for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm good. Leave me alone. Like as of right now, my 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 game pass is paid up to 2024. As it's getting closer, I'm like, oh man, I need to I need to you know push it out even further. Remember you and I. Uh, bought a bunch of cards and pushed it out as far as possible. Now well, it's getting closer. What, what's what's crazy about that, by the way, life hack, wait until Game Pass is on sale and then buy a bunch of cards, max it out. Year yep. time, and then that way you're insulated at any given time for three years against any potential price hikes. That's right. And it's coming that close. So said, we'll, we'll tell you on Twitter when it happens because we're we, we going to be buying them cards again. But go ahead. That, that, that being said, mm-hmm. right? Um... Like when we ordered those and we were three years out, mm-hmm. it's kind of wild to think that now uh, the subscriptions are expiring next year because it's like felt three years felt like forever ago. Felt like a million years ago, ago, right? We getting old, son. We getting old. This what's happening right now. I I, I put got. a post up. <laughs> we, we got old. <laughs> I put a post up because I saw I saw the man Pixel Bit G posting the thing about. Date yourself by posting a, a a game that released when you were eighteen, and man, folks are making me feel old with that post right now. It's take it's taking a, a life of its own. I'm like, maybe I should mute this. I regret. <laughs> People are like, yo, the, the the game you posted that came out when I was born. I'm like, oh, the gray beards. Here we go, <laughs> young punks. You know, young whippersnappers in my day. Anyway, let's let's move forward. Let's move forward. All right, so. I want them about, to come over here and then walk on my lawn so I can tell them to get off. To, to get off. That's right. That's right. <laughs> about the Sega talk real quick. Let's move on to that Sega talk because I want to talk more about that Sega stuff. And the fact that Sega is nearing a deal for Angry Birds for a billion dollars. And I got to put one of these up every time I say that. It is okay, quite so. interesting that the company who were we're like oh well wait well, he's on the, they're on their knees and they're gonna you know oh Microsoft might buy them and they're out here making billion dollar purchases they they're making destiny style purchases what 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 you think so so here's the thing um, mm. like Sega has been like as much as you guys make fun of them they have actually been doing phenomenally they have been outperforming the market mm-hmm. they are worth 30% more than Ubisoft um, they they uh, and if this goes through they will be likely worth more than Square right oh boy uh, Here's another thing that, that again, because uh, I've seen people say they don't think this makes sense. This makes perfect sense to me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, 
Yeah. In Sega's 2022 uh, financial disclosures for fiscal 2022, mm-hmm. they pointed out all of their major in-house IPs versus their licensed IPs and things like that. And they pointed out a stat that a lot of people um, conveniently ignore is that Sonic is more popular on mobile than he's ever been in any other Absolutely. Media, right? Yes, sir. The yep. Sonic across their their the sonic ip in terms of games that they've released on mobile mm-hmm. has been downloaded over 1.5 billion times yep yep right that's i'm not that's i guess yep no that's that's, that's fact. fact yes and, and rovio and I, and I want the to, angry birds game has was the first game the first mobile game to be downloaded a billion times right so now and if you if if you still doubt that 1.5 billion figure, I want mm-hmm. you to get if you have an Android phone because they tell you this, yep. go to your Play Store right now and go check it out. It and says it right for underneath. Sonic Dash. Yep. Sonic Dash or Sonic Dash Two. Mm-hmm. Either one of those, you will see there are a hundred million plus downloads, and they stop counting at a hundred million. Yeah. Now, Sega. The thing with Sega is they have many mobile games, but almost none of them are made in house. So all that 1.5 billion, they are reaching out to GameLoft and a, and a bunch of other mobile devs yep. to to uh, do that. And what they what bringing Rovio in house allows them to do is start to make these games themselves, so they can get the full benefit. Because a lot of what they're doing with the Sonic games on mobile are licensing. Right mm-hmm. now, if they can actually produce those games themselves, sell them themselves, benefit from the microtransactions themselves, it will be a huge boon for them. And it's a huge play. And Rovio has the talent to do that, not to mention the fact that that, uh, Angry Birds is still no slouch in terms of money that that, uh, it brings in. And the movie was pretty pretty damn good. It was pretty decent. Yeah, absolutely. Now, here's my question, sir. sir. Just Just to throw it out there, your master plan how much how how does this affect your master plan sir <clears throat> well okay well before we get to how this affects the master okay. plan okay i would have to say that if we do not hear this officially announced on monday mm-hmm. it's not happening mm. and the reason for that and i just want you to put on your your let's go down memory lane folks literally every time we've heard a major publication announced that a company is in talks to acquire another company it always has fallen through because by the time you're hearing about this if you're not hearing about it from the horse's mouth yeah that means it, 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 it may have happened it may have started happening and then died right rather than talks have broken yeah. down and people yeah. leak to the press mm-hmm. that's when you hear about it like this but i'm allowing that the news broke late on a friday night mm-hmm. after markets were closed that uh monday because you have to notify the sec in the states and whoever you have to notify in japan and and wherever uh rovio is located you Mm -hmm. have to notify them but you'd have to notify them monday so if we don't hear about this uh tomorrow or monday morning i i think it's not happening that being said um i've stated this before um like Sega is being run by New Blood right now, right? 
Well, it's actually the same blood because it's the son of the. Uh, of it's the, it's uh, e- a blood evolution, <laughs> if <right>. you will. <laughs> succession, if you will. By mm-hmm. the way, I saw Succession. I don't know if you guys saw episode three. My God. Don't go there. Don't go there. Stop it. No spoilers here. Continue. I won't. I won't. I won't. So, um, you know, Rovio could help them not only bring the Sonic development in-house on mobile, which is wildly popular, they Mm -hmm. could help them bring out their other IP. And their other IP, a lot of it that hasn't been revived since the 16-bit era, would be perfect even if you didn't want to modernize it into AAA games. You could keep that same 16-bit vibe for beat-em-ups and platformers, and it would work phenomenally well on mobile. Um, so I think it's it's almost a match made in heaven because um, mm. Rovio, you know, uh, you might say Angry Birds is on the downswing, but they still make a lot of money. Oh, it yeah. also surprises me that um, people people pretend to be surprised when they hear the valuation of these mobile companies because they just don't understand how much they bring in. Well, it, they're, right? in the, they're in the, 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 the console bubble, and in, the, in that console bubble, you forget that there's a lot of money being made on mobile. And even if you Way know it, you don't care. Way being made on your favorite console. That's right, is, yeah. Is being made on mobile. Absolutely, so yeah. This is a big deal. That being said, my plans, uh, could this mean they are... Um, I think this means that they want to like stand on their own. Mm-hmm. However, um, because if you look at the success of the Sonic movies, obviously they're, they're not as big as, well, if you put Sonic 1 and 2 together, Mario hasn't made that yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, they've they've done very well. Don't, don't do that, man. Movies, don't right? do that. Don't, don't, don't no, compete. No, no, no. That's don't, not what I'm saying. That. That's not what I'm saying. Because I know people are going to say, oh, uh-huh. the Sonic movie didn't do well. The Sonic movie did very well for them. It did. Yeah, it did very well. A, yeah. a, a third movie. Um, and they're doing well with merchandising. They're doing well with, with uh, shows. They're doing well with licensing. Mm-hmm. So so the new CEO is is taking the company in the right direction. And they are, are, are making seemingly very smart decisions. Um, and, but I do think it, it signals to me that they, they want to stay independent. Uh-huh. Because they, they, this is a sign of, this is a bold signal to the world. that They, they got growth. They don't need strong, you. They have growth. They, are, um, they, they, they can stand on their own two feet. Uh-huh. That being said, I do think it makes them an even more attractive target for Microsoft. Sure. If they had designs on that. Sure. But again, okay. I, these th- moves like this, to me, do not say they um, are, are, are going to the gym so that they can find a suitor. It says that they don't need anybody. Um, and so I don't I don't know what it means for for the ultimate dream, mm-hmm. but um, I definitely think this makes it more attractive for Microsoft. If that makes sure, sense. because they're also in that mobile business. But I don't think that they would be well. We'll see. We'll see about that because they, with Activision, they have their they have their mob, mobile coffers filled at, at this point. If and when, well, when that thing closes, so adding another another one in just specifically for that mobile play. It probably wouldn't be for that mobile play. It would most likely be more for, more for the the, the Japanese play, and then this being mobile. I, I, I disagree on be... that front. Okay. I disagree on that front. I think it. I think it's one of those all of the above things. I think it gives them a presence in Japan, yep. like an actual foothold with legacy in mm-hmm. Japan. I think it gives them 
they're already very deep partners on PC, right? Mm -hmm. They help develop games together. Yep. Um, and you add this mobile piece, which speaks to the future of where they're trying to go. I think you add all those things together and uh, you have this sort of perfect storm of things Microsoft's looking for mm. more than any anyone else. And again, unlike Square, the uh, relationship appear, appears to be very strong. So okay. I think they will work together, especially considering Sega is already using all of their uh, tech. Their technology, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay. Again, I don't know if my, if Sega wants to do it at this point because of this, if this yeah. is true. Yeah. But I definitely think uh, Microsoft would Phil want is to. looking at this like, uh, okay. you know, uh, drooling. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, cutting back the, the knife and fork together. Uh, ready to eat. So, interesting. Okay. Well, on the topic of the of the Japanese market and all of that, and you already mentioned them. So let's let's just a quick word on Square Enix because we had a state of play this week, right? And they showed off more Final Fantasy 16. I don't know if did you watch it. I I I, I watched like two thirds of it. I, okay. I loved what I saw. I didn't watch it in 4K. I watched it on my phone. Uh, on your phone. Okay. Okay. But we'll, 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 I just want to touch on it just for a little bit because it was out there and a lot of people did did hear about it and, and it made a little bit of hay. What did you think, sir? Um, I thought it. I thought it looked. Uh, I thought it looked damn good. It's super interesting to me is mm. um they're doing a full pivot to action rpg yes they so are this is the first um uh act full action rpg final mm -hmm. fantasy i hear that some some final fantasy diehards are not not pleased here so some well, folks are the, looking at it what does the chat feel about that because yeah it feels like they're kind of blending multiple genres in this and final fantasy is a Obviously, it's come from hardcore RPG roots, but it has grown so much that um, maybe they feel they're sort of growing past the the shackles of, of any one genre, and so it's just like this big monstrosity of a game. But it it looks like um, super super interesting to me. Um, and I saw some people talking about um, uh, they didn't feel like the character models were detailed enough for the NPCs. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you heard any of that talk, but uh, I don't know. To me, uh, it looks good, and um, I, I don't have more than that. So I, I <laughs> it looks I, damn good. So I want to. I want to, and and I will pivot this conversation into into Tears of the Kingdom, which whose who's, uh, uh, graphics we will not show because, yeah. But I'll, I'll let you respond on that. But while I do, I will uh, put it in. The, I have a poll in the chat that I want you Big guys to look Mo, at. by the way, says uh -huh. uh, Final Fantasy May Cry Hunter. <laughs> yes. That, that's yes. exactly that's yes. what I mean, right? Yes, is, is absolutely. It, <laughs> absolutely. It's just so, everything. So in the chat, I have Final uh, um, um, uh, Take the poll. I have Final Fantasy 16. Are you planning on playing it? Day one, nah, or the game director is a racist schmuck. You know what I'm, where uh, I fall. Continue. So, uh -huh. again, I don't even care about, like, I don't, I'm not in the business of saying I want you to force to put 
whatever people in the game. I just mm-hmm. really do not like the excuse that he gave. Oh yeah, that's my point. Like, should have just like, said. And let's be clear like, here. This, this is, is not the my. We had. Yes. Deal with it. This is not me. On. A, I'm not. I'm not standing on my square saying if you play it, you're bad. I will most likely play this game at some point. I will most likely play it at some point, just like I played Final Fantasy VII Remake. Even time, every time Barrett showed up, I want to throw something on my screen. I will do that. But anytime this game comes up, I need to remind y'all folks that that game director is a racist schmuck. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, let's let's real quick talk about it. And I know you saw that because you know we, everyone cops for somebody. And Mister 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 Everborn Link is in the, in the spot. So you saw Tears of the Kingdom. I'm not showing any graphics of, of that. Year. Oh no, no, no! Just call it. I'm not. I'm not showing any graphics. <laughs> I'm okay. not. But, but tell me, year. tell me why it's game of the year? Why it uses the same assets, uses the same world? When you're, when you're, Absolutely when, not. when you're no, looking, when you're no, looking off into the no. distance, it literally sh- shimmers with 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 its instability. But that's the end right there. Go ahead and tell me why Stop it's game of the year. Right there with your uh-huh. tomfoolery. Uh-huh. The idea. That you are jumping straight from the sky all the way down in real time uh, into... What are you telling me? You're telling me it's a game that no one's ever done that before? Get out of here. To the ground. Uh And then anywhere you look, you can go to. Mm -hmm. And we're not doing these short draw distances so we can dial up the details. But you really can't see anything far. And Mm -hmm. then when it gets... When you are looking at a vista, they just Are you seriously... Hold on. Hold on. Magic fog in the way. Hold on. Oh, man. So you don't have no problems with that. No, hold on. Are you telling me the benefit of this game is... if is its graphical acumen that's why you're excited if you consider the hardware it's running on yes <laughs> man i need to get you and king david on here at the same time one day because y'all are just going to be going back and forth for, forever about how amazing this game is games and all i see frames. are just like but but you're the one talking about your frames man <laughs> no 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 but this is not a first person shooter the point uh-huh. is um the game looks amazing. The gameplay uh-huh. looks amazing. The story looks amazing. Uh-huh. And all those things are going to be better than anything you will get in Final Fantasy. I think it is. It yes, I said it. It's this is not a debate. That's not a that's not a controversial. Somebody clip statement. that. Oh boy, Zelda is better than Final Fantasy. Ooh, it's not that. Uh, I love it. I love it. Let's go. Right? <laughs> and 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 uh-huh. and and it will beat out Hogwarts. Oh, okay. Well, it that will that might beat not out. Be. It that will might beat be out difficult. Diablo. Uh-huh. I said it, uh-huh. and I believe it'll beat out Starfield. <laughs> he he's really going hard this morning. I'm on the square. This man it's this man woke up this morning and and had his Wheaties. I, I'm I, I'm I, hmm okay. Shout out to Mr. Web Dave who has invited me, and I will be on the Gamers Council this Sunday. Thank you so much for the invite. Whenever they invite me, I feel like Michael Keaton. I see the bat signal. I'm like I right, I'm there. So I, I will be there this weekend. Thank you so much for checking us out. I, I love that you're burying yourself deep in this right here there, Mr. Everborn Saga. I'm going to clip all this stuff and put it on the damn internet. So so that when Ten you're right. toes down. Ten toes down. <laughs> when you're right, maybe you'll get your flowers. But if you're wrong, boy, ooh, it's going to come for you. People are going to come for you. Okay. So you're, you're, you're saying, okay, let's talk sales. Let's talk sales. How, how much is this? How much is going to sell? More than Final Fantasy. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I don't even think that's like a okay. 
right, all right. Well, well, you know what? I won't belabor the That's point not too much. Reach to say, do you, no, do you it's believe not. Final Fantasy 16 is going to outsell Zelda? No, 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 no. Is that no. what you're saying? No, I'm not saying I believe that. I'm not. No I'm one defi- thinks that nonsense. <laughs> hey, man, you thought you thought the Sonic could could out could outshine uh, Ragnarok, yeah, but, this but that's different. The, that, but this, this, time, is different. this time I have backup. <laughs> this is different. Last time you had Mister Mr. Boomstick, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, let us move forward. Let's move forward because I, I want to talk. I want to talk real quickly about. Square uh, finally, Suicide Squad getting the the getting the final nod, letting folks know that they're not coming until till 2024. Is this I'm one sure... of those in other news water wet? <laughs> I guess my my question, the reason why I bring it up is 2024. A lot of people didn't like some of the, like a lot of the stuff they saw on on that game. You saw a lot of stuff, and you didn't like it particularly. Like what will coming out in mid or early to mid 2024 how will that change anything like i saw it and i thought the traversal was a little too floaty i thought they were doing too much of the shoot the purple thing here and there will this change by then this is not this is not one of those hey sonic looks crappy let's go rework sonic and then the game is the, the 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 movie is good i feel like fundamentally they may it may not be long enough what do you think um, I don't know. Is that enough time for them to have you play as Batman and Superman and the, the Justice League? And so you're killing the, the Suicide Squad? Is that? I mean, you no, know. I mean, well, I, I. That being said, all right. Let me be serious for a mm-hmm. second. Um, I do not believe that um, this is only because of the fan mm. uh, backlash. Mm. I just think. You know, as you as you see uh, all of these games coming out with issues, every game is coming in hot. Mm-hmm. This one's coming in hot, too. And you have to have some kind of a date for your investors or shareholders or whoever. Yeah. And so you throw a date out there. And then when you get closer to that date, mm-hmm. you see you're not going to make it. And if you release it like this, you're going to get torn apart. So you so you push it back. This mm. is the trouble. This is what Sean Layton was talking about when he when he talked about the troubles of this big uh, AAA development stuff because you used to be able to make games, mm-hmm. AAA games, in two to three years. Now you're talking about five, six at minimum. Yeah. To do a game that we expect, and even then, you don't know what you're gonna get. So you have to spend a hundred million dollars, have people working on things that are not gonna make any money mm-hmm. and then hope that when you get to that date that you projected five years prior that you're close enough at that time mm-hmm. and then when you get there or is it even going to attract with audiences right and that is it's a it's a difficult thing to do and so they got closer to the date they weren't ready they think this is how much time they need it maybe it gets pushed back again who knows mm. well, we're going to talk about pushing games back and we'll, very, we'll do that Yes, they're very risky, and, and you know what? You are you do have a point because we used to live in a world where you'd have the same the same uh, 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 studios make two AAA games in one, in like same studio two different AAA games in one console cycle, and now it looks like it's one AAA game in, unless, in per cycle. Unless you're right? Insomniac, because you just uh, unless you're Insomniac, and then you you're seriously like you're exceeding expectations at all times. So all right, let me let me close out this poll. Right, and let's see here. We close out the poll, and what 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 did it go? Okay, so with what, uh, I think it was almost fifty people. Yeah, fifty people voting, 
and we had 46% saying, nope, not day one. 22% said day one, and 30% said, yeah, that game director is a racist schmuck. It is what it is. <laughs> I apologize. That's basically how it's going. Oh, and of course, as we promised, because this show, you know, we, we, we're, we're really appreciative of, of all the great folks that are in here. We see 108 Dragons is in here. Salute to you, good sir. It's good to see you. Oh, and of course, we also are now joined by our special guest, the man who we are so excited to have on this show today. And so much so that I made this, I got the awesome, awesome, quippy, uh, 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 quippy uh, title for the show, The Fox and, and, the, and the Trojan Horse. We have, of course, The Fox joining us. So let me get him in here. The man that gave the whole Xbox community hope. Welcome, sir. <laughs> Can, can you hear us? Ah, yes. Thank you so much for being here. This is awesome to have you here. You just catch us while we were right in the middle of our in the middle of our our, our takes on the fact that that uh, that Suicide Squad has finally been delayed because we saw that thing and we, we didn't really necessarily think it was the best. But before we even get into all of that, thank you so much for being here. Let some of the folks you know uh, our folks tend to be tend to be console gamers first. So uh, most some may or may not know exactly what you do in this space. You know, uh, if you don't, you're you're seriously, you're, you're, folks. You got to check it out. Uh, I've been a huge fan of your stuff for quite some time. Uh, I, I I am I am a disciple of, of most of your your Steam Deck videos. I've been following you for quite some time. But tell the folks what you do and how they can find you. I'll of course put all your stuff in in our show notes so people can click on you there as well. But tell people just just a, a quick synopsis of the the type of content that you produce. Sure thing. Uh, well, thank you for having me. My name is Carrie. I go by the Fox on YouTube. I started off uh, taking a look at indie games because I typically prefer conceptual type of stuff, shorter games. Uh, but then I always had a fascination with uh, smaller handhelds. It started out in around 2008 with the Open Pandora, which was an open source Linux-based gaming handheld. And then it was stagnant for a long time. PSP reigned king. And then around 2016, the GPD made the GPD Win 1, which was mm -hmm. pretty much the first x86 gaming handheld PC that was basically the size of a 3DS. And I went into it headfirst knowing that, well, because I've been a PC gamer for such a long time, knowing that we could really pare down games and get, even though it was an Intel Atom chipset at the time, we could still get things running. So one of the things that I would always do is show off like modern games running on this platform that it shouldn't be running at all mm -hmm. and really just getting things down to a really low resolution. So that is the uh, intersection of things that my YouTube channel looks at right now is the intersection of handheld gaming, but also taking a look at it through the optics of uh trying to squeeze squeeze every last ounce of performance out of it uh but it is often counterintuitive to what normally pc gamers look to because typically typically pc gamers will do uh overvolting overclocking and these yep. things are pushing more powers uh, more power into a system and we actually do the opposite to also still get more uh performance out of a machine so that's yeah. pretty much what i do absolutely no and and i appreciate you being here folks if you haven't checked out his stuff you definitely should. Yes, he gets deep into the technology, and I, I enjoy that. I, I'm a technologist myself, so I appreciate that stuff. But even at a high level, you will you will always come away learning more and understanding more. And it's just wonderful to have you here. It's a thrill for me. This is awesome to have you on the show. So you know what? We're, we're going to continue with the stories, and I'm going to start peppering in some stuff for you as well because I know that folks want to hear what you have to say and, and some of the takes you have around the potential of a, a handheld future for us, right? Uh, so, okay, before I do that, though, 
Let me see here. I think I, I think we, we just received the super chat. Thank you so much. The Black Harry Potter, one of the best names in the business. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Black Harry Potter comes in here with a $5 super chat saying Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy 16 is day one for him. Looking like it's going to be a game of the generation and might knock Hogwarts Legacy out of the top spot. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, even the most staunch Hogwarts right? fans realizes it's not up to snuff. <laughs> hey, man, it's Fantastic not about name. It, it's not even about up to not snuff, so man. <laughs> he has been committed for like before that game and came out. Anymore. He changed his name. <laughs> not anymore. I'm just okay. picturing him like that meme where the guy's walking with his girlfriend, and then he looks back. Right, he's walking next to Harry Potter, the Hogwarts Legacy. Legacy, looking back, going this Final Fantasy 16 trailer, and he's looking back like, "Oh, what?" Hey, hey, he also he also said, he also said, do, he also said uh, Diablo Four might, might might also take take him out of uh, his Harry Potterness as well. So oh, we so don't he's know. Been wobbling for a while. <laughs> he's a wobbler, is what you're saying. He's a wobbler. Okay. You're wobbling. You're all right, wobbling. all right, all right. Let's before we get into into some of the main stories proper. Let me let me also touch on a bit of this this story because we we got this this morning uh, uh, this week as well. The subscription service of Ubisoft Plus, which we've been asking for for quite some time, right? A bunch of people, you know, the, there were dribs and drabs of information. Microsoft themselves actually put it out there that they were going to do this, right? And then it finally came, and I have a feeling like folks this. aren't necessarily too happy with how it materialized now. For the record, I wasn't surprised at the way it came out because this is Ubisoft, you know, uh, their, their issues in the gaming industry right now has been reported pretty well. And their service was always kind of expensive. Like, you know, it was, I wouldn't even say it's expensive. It was on the pricey side, right? But the, the, they finally launched it. It's in the place, it's in, uh, it was on PlayStation already. Although on PlayStation, they also offer you the, the, their vault, if you will, which is included in the premium service. On the Xbox, you're getting Ubisoft Plus proper, but the way they caveat that is saying, hey, if you happen to have Ubisoft Plus on PC, you now get access, like dual entitlement, if you will. You now get access to the Ubisoft Plus variant on Xbox as well. Now, the Fox, I don't know. I don't know if you, since you, you are you are more, mainly a handheld gamer, uh, I know you, you love the retro stuff. Do you keep up with the latest and greatest as well, or are you, you wait until... Uh, are you like Mr. Everborn Saga here, who waits for for the patches first? What What are your thoughts here? Like, was this a, was this a, a did you appreciate that they finally launched it like this, or is this just way out of the realm of of possibility due to pricing? Uh, <clears throat> so my take on on Ubisoft, uh, mm -hmm. for for the record, what it's worth uh, for me, mm -hmm. the formulaic type of games that Ubisoft has been coming out with, I have been distancing, my, distancing mm -hmm. myself from it. More and more as time goes on, as yeah. like I'm a big fan of their Assassin's Creed franchise, yeah. uh, but since Part Four, I've been playing them less and less, mm -hmm. and it's you know you almost get a little bit of fatigue with all the different. Like the last one I played from Ubisoft was uh, uh, Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Mortals Rising, yeah, yeah, and it was just it's just a bunch of chores to do. You just your mini map is, you mm -hmm. know, just populated with a bunch of like things that clock it into work. Yeah, you're just going, you're doing the next thing and then the next thing. So it's just like, uh, for me, Ubisoft games have their value and there are they, they do what they do very mm -hmm. well. Now, for me, I've been a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber for years now, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm a huge fan of that service, which is why I want the handheld to come out so, so much. I feel yeah. like that there is a really good intrinsic value there. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that from a lot of people's perspective, we were all low-key hoping that Ubisoft Plus or some version of that would be bundled into Game Pass Ultimate, mm -hmm. 
yeah uh like how ea play is mm-hmm. um so there is a little bit of a defeat there where expectations might have been unrealistically high in that regard um having said that you know you have to pivot and say okay it's not no longer part of game pass ultimate i still think that it has value yeah and if i ever could carve out like two weeks of my time and say you know what because ubisoft plus the xbox version does include all the DS- dlc as well like yes. the pc yes. version yeah so it includes all the the deluxe editions dlcs day one yeah yeah so there is like and not for nothing but like a lot of their DLC are cheat codes uh, where you're just getting better gear and, you know, yeah. double XP and you're just progressing through the game faster. So yep. there is there is an area here. And again, I tend to prefer shorter games. I don't want a game to be padded just to waste my time. Yeah. So in some regard, I would have preferred I put I bought Phoenix uh, Immortals like day one when I got my Xbox Series X mm-hmm. uh, because I just wanted something to play on it. And I would have preferred to play to pay fifteen dollars to just, you know, play that game and finish it rather than the $60 that I, I paid without the deluxe stuff. Yeah. So uh, in if I look at it through that lens, I think that there is value to it. Uh, and I think that there's a lot of people that kind of go in that way as well. It's like, okay, well, if I could just devote two weeks of my time, I'm a fan that it's finally on the platform uh, without, regardless if it's on Game Pass Plus or not. Um, but yeah, there, there's a bit of fatigue that I have with Ubisoft games in general. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm right there with you. Like, I personally feel like this service is a little too late. There was a time when Ubisoft was very creative and had lots of different ideas, and they've kind of whittled themselves down to a point, kind of like ABK did, becoming the COD machine. These guys have become the 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 the, the um, um, service game and Assassin's Creed machine, right? And I am one who loves Assassin's Creed. I've, I've loved most of the Assassin's Creed, most of them that have come out. But I have also really liked that they used to release very interesting things that had nothing to do with all those existing IPs. And in that time, had they released a service like this, I would have been there day one. Now I'm not so sure because I feel like they need to, you know, show its value more, costing more than Game Pass while not offering you as much as Game Pass does, right? Mr. Everborn Saga, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, not like this. <laughs> like this is what Show me that wanted. Matrix meme. <laughs> right. Like, yes, we wanted it to come here, but like EA gave you the blueprint. You could have you could have done something. Now, you and I talked about a potential way mm-hmm. again. And speak um, on it. Speak on it. Get into it. Yeah. Right. And this is completely like hypothetical speculation. And by the talent. by the way, Carrie. On this show, we, we like Everborn loves to be about the, the tinfoil hats. He loves to be about yes, the crazy theories. We call it we go Everborn's for it. Conspiracy Corner. Let's go. <laughs> um, so, you know, if we look, and, and Kay, if you can Google this for me in the background. Sure, so sure. we have a data point to go off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is um, Ubisoft's operating income? Uh, let's see. Last we checked, it was what was it like? F- like hold on one second. Ubisoft. We had this conversation before, but continue. Now, what if there was a way where Microsoft could, in in lieu of acquiring Ubisoft, because mm-hmm. they do seem like they're in trouble. What if uh, there was a there was an opportunity for a partnership with Microsoft and Ubisoft? where Microsoft gave them something like, I'm just making up a number, right? Like we don't know what the right number is. Mm -hmm. Let's say like a half a billion dollars a year. They're spending more than that. 
uh, to acquire content for for Game Pass. A lot more than that. Yeah. Um, Operating income roughly 400, 400 million euros in 2022. Right. So that's all the money they're making. Mm-hmm. Right. And what is their profit on that uh, 400 euro, million euros? Hold on here. Uh, so I'm saying this to say, is there a way that instead of uh, buying Ubisoft, Microsoft could give them a couple hundred million dollars a year? and say everything you make comes to Game Pass day one. You can still sell it on PlayStation. You're still independent to yourself. You can still sell it everywhere else. We're still going to make money on the microtransactions. But we are going to give you Ubisoft so you don't have to worry about whether you hit your sales markers or not. Mm -hmm. We're basically covering all your development costs and you get to sell everywhere. We don't own you because we don't want to deal with Lena Khan and, and Sony crying. <laughs> and all that stuff, yes. <laughs> um, but we'll give you a couple hundred millions of dollars a year, and everything you do mm-hmm. will be uh, in Game Pass. I think there's a deal to be had there, because I, I, I really think the fact that Game Pass exists mm-hmm. is actually an albatross around Ubisoft Plus inclusion in the xbox anyway you you can't help but look at it and think this is worse than game pass i don't know anyone who would and get by it. the way i don't the know net, anyone who looked at this and was like oh this is the great. net profit 80 bill 80 million euros of that 400 oh, Twenty thousand employees yeah. 400 million 80 million euros in profit mm-hmm. you think right. microsoft couldn't give them two three hundred million dollars a year saying you don't have to worry about any of that all of your all of your expenses are covered, so everything you make on the other platforms and that you make in microtransactions is covered. Mm. And you can that, have a steady clip of Ubisoft content. Coming that is an interesting theory, sir. It is an interesting theory. What, what, do think, what do you think, What do you think? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm I'm in full agreement. Like, I mean, provide I I don't know what the numbers are on on GPU or mm. what their what their you know um, their rolling rate is, mm-hmm. but in the event. I'm in a total agreement. When you look at Ubisoft Plus and you're looking to pay for it and you're limited to Ubisoft's catalog versus Game Pass Ultimate catalog, mm-hmm. there is no competition. You wouldn't look at Ubisoft Plus. So for me, it is dead in the water outside of subscribing to it and then immediately canceling so that you can just play for one month yeah. just to play whatever new game they have and get basically a $40 discount or whatever. Mm. Um, that's the only way that that makes any sense to me. In its current form, it's not attractive. Yep. Yep. No, I, I agree. I absolutely agree. Folks in the chat, please let us know what you're thinking. In this scenario, uh-huh. Microsoft will get the marketing rights on all Ubisoft games. Well, that that may that may be a sticking them. point. <laughs> that may be a sticking no, point. No, but I sir. mean, you're covering all of their development, development costs. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, the, then basically, you're turning PlayStation to a wicked stepchild at that point. They may have some may, may have a problem with that, sir. <laughs> Just a thought, you know. Uh, but okay, let, let me let me catch up on a few of these super chats because a few have come in and we appreciate y'all. We have Lucius Augustus in here with a five dollar super chat. Thank you so much. And Lucius, among us, being a more technical among us, so I appreciate the good technical questions. He's asking, should we expect more laptop manufacturers to jump into the handheld market, considering that a lot of the APUs can just be repurposed with low wattage uh, laptop chips? I think that would be for you, you Carrie. What do you think? Should we expect uh, more more <clears throat> of them to, to, to make handhelds, being that it seems like that market is opening up more and more now? Uh, yeah, I well, so you see that the Steam Deck has basically 
did all of the the marketing research for mm -hmm. all of these other companies and you take a look at uh alienware who mm. made the ufo concept and then it just disappeared yeah because all the all the information that they were getting people were like oh it's a premium thing i pay 500 dollars for that and Al dell alienware is like we we're gonna charge 1500 this is like <laughs> we we can't do anything here so Ridiculous. it just faded away and you look at what asus is doing now with mm -hmm. their uh, rog ally yeah uh they're saying that it's a custom chip uh, I, what I believe it to be is a standard Phoenix chip. So AMD's yeah. latest uh, APUs that are available. However, there are cases in like this is history repeating itself. Um, when AMD made their Epic server chips, they were considerably better than Intel's best chip at the time and cost around six or seven times less. Mm -hmm. So Intel's chip was about $25,000 per chip and Epic came out at like $5,000 or $6,000 mm -hmm. and was better. So Amazon was going to switch over to them. And what Intel did was they made a new version of their chip that had no cost. Like you looked on their on their on their their site, mm -hmm. it listed the chip, but you looked at the cost and it didn't exist because they sold only to Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, and they made that chip cheaper for Amazon and Amazon just alone. To keep, just to keep that market share. Understood. Just to keep yeah. So yeah. you look at what AMD and Asus is doing, and AMD might be repackaging a chip that they already have and mm -hmm. saying, look, we'll give you this chip. We're going to say it's a custom chip, but it's just the same chip. But you can only use this in gaming handhelds. You cannot use this in laptops because then the price would be out of whack. Like all yeah. these other people that, that are paying this price mm -hmm. for their laptops, we can't do that. Yeah. So uh, you take a look at what they're doing. I think that you're going to see more deals like that uh, appearing where then the margins are better for these companies to step into it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, you look into this, the Steam Deck was a, a perfect marketing example, and they got numbers of it. They say they a million uh, sold in a year. They're at three million now from other reports. Mm -hmm. And you look at those things, they say, okay, well, the margins based on this and all that, yeah, let's enter into it. And I, uh, I just made a video yesterday to kind of reiterate some stuff I just talked about previously where uh, <clears throat> Asus entering into this is going to really just consume all of the oxygen in the room in, t in terms of seven inch uh, handhelds. Mm -hmm. When you walk um, into a Best Buy space. and it's just there and you can just pick it up, it will yeah. give all the others a run for the money. I see I and Neo like changing up quick because they've been yeah. enjoying some, some premium branding for a while that required so much effort. And now you can just go get a raw ally at a Best Buy yeah. that, you know, potentially what, six six fifty entry price yeah, so, possibly? Yeah, I think you, you yeah, so... I, there's, there's a few things that talk, I can't really touch base. Mm -hmm. I know some of the pricing on these chips because of the companies that I, I deal with. Sure. Uh, so I knew about it prior, and then the rumors came out. So, yeah, they are aligning. And then you take a look at the upper price of the Steam Deck as a indicator of what people are going to spend. And even, you know, Gabe Newell from Valve said they were surprised that so many people were buying the $650 model. Mm -hmm. So it is the benchmark price for all of these things. And if it's better, and it is better than the Steam Deck, and it's better than all of the other handhelds that are out right now, mm -hmm. and Asus has the ability to come first to market with a Phoenix-based uh, handheld. So yeah. you're you're looking at that, and it's it's very compelling. And I think 650, uh, 700 as the base price of, you know, the 512 gig version uh, is realistic. Mm. Mm. Okay, thank you. Appreciate, appreciate that. We also see... <laughs> we also have the Blackberry Harry Potter back again with another super chat saying he is a wobble. <laughs> he loves games. And if a game is better, why not? He's not proud. He's not too proud to say it. We appreciate you for doing that, sir. Just like Everborn, when you're a fraud, just admit it. It's fine. It's good. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, it 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 would be nice if the hacker, black Harry Potter would have recognized in the beginning that oh, Harry Potter. Stop the that. slander, sir. I'm stop. just giving. I'm just. You don't even I'm know if it's all that or not because you've only played an hour about about an hour of four it. and so a half hours, it. sir. Four and a half hours. The game t- took me almost a hundred hours to beat. Four and a half hours is not a good is not a good indicator. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. And no, a lot of people shout, say, shout say to that. Shout out the Black too. Harry Potter for supporting Indeed. us every week. Indeed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we Just see Silent Cypher in here. Thank you, sir, for being here with a $10 super chat asking. He's, he's asking $18 a month for current Ubisoft is a fleece, right? The Ubisoft from back in the day, sure. But change their name to Ubishaft because <laughs> <laughs> they are trying to give consumers. That's the consumer business right now. Yeah, bro. I, I understand what you're saying. I understand. Hey, hey slow mo. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to play Hogwarts on journalist mode. <laughs> is, is that going to be the new setting? Journalist mode. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's going to be the new setting. Okay, okay. You know what? While while we have the fox here and we're talking about about the 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 fleecing of the market as, as it were, let's talk a bit Redfall. Let's talk some Redfall. Okay, let, let's do that because that has been really, really, really causing a lot of debate and discussion in the gaming community at whole and uh, Xbox side specifically for the whole week now. Be- before we get here, though, okay, are we gonna uh, are we gonna talk to Fox about some of the the the, the mobile goodness and the? Oh, uh, we're definitely. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting past uh, this so that we can get we can okay, speak okay, specifically right. about. What, we don't what, have him for a long. Time. No, we don't. We don't have him for a long time. So I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep his time in mind, but. I want to talk about this because I, I, I figure that Carrie will have a lot to say about this uh, um, because there, there are some context that matters here. And I feel like maybe the, some of that gets lost. And I have, I have a feeling this will be an interesting discussion. So here we go. So as everybody knows, and I'm not going to go too far into the, the background because you guys being here, you know what we're talking about. Redfall recently got announced. Uh, well, it's been announced for a while. It's been everywhere, showing at 60 frames per second, right on the screen. You, you see it, all the various uh, uh, trailers and whatnot that have that have come come out about it. And then they just announced this week that on the the consoles it will release at 30 frames per second, and then have a 60 frames per second patch later down the line. Now, specifically, they're saying it will launch with 30 frames per second, but 4k native on series x and 1440p native on series s at 30 frames per second as well so carrie i'm I'm sure you heard about this what was your first initial thoughts on it and and what do you what do you think about this whole situation now uh so i i was i mean i wasn't like super looking forward to redfall to begin with i was moderately intrigued but Mm -hmm. because i'm a game pass ultimate subscriber it was just like okay i can't wait to play this day one because i will totally play this day one um so when it came out that the news was 30 fps it it's not so much a shock to me i mean i guess it is to a degree but there there's there's some concessions that we have to make here that as we go further on in these generations the realization that more and more games that are pushing the boundaries, especially mm-hmm. on these t- types of games, um, you're gonna we're gonna slowly going into that 30 FPS territory for a quality mode. And to hit 30 FPS is sensationally easier than hitting 60 FPS. And a lot of that could be just due to uh, CPU limitations being mm-hmm. CPU bound. Mm-hmm. And if you're capped on the CPU like you are on every console, doesn't matter what it is, um, they're all capped at around 3.5 gigahertz. Uh, so you're going to find you have an upper limit there where the GPU is just has more to spend and it's just waiting on on CPU to to wake up and and do whatever. So there 
there's areas of this where I think it's going to be more of the norm. And to talk about 30 FPS, I'm not really sure how that gameplay is going to interact, depending on how action-oriented it is. Mm -hmm. 60 FPS is obviously a benefit. However, um, I, and I think a lot of people have been talking about this, The there are, we all played 30 FPS games. I mean, we've all played them where controlling it felt just fine. Mm. So as long as controls are, are included in that area, I like Ghostwire uh, Tokyo just came out. Um, on Game Pass, mm -hmm. and I played it, and I, I mean the controls are junk on it. Like I, I can't, like I'm, I feel like I'm moving a boat around. Um, so I'm just gonna play on PC because it almost feel like I have to play on keyboard and mouse. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it, Fox, just one question: Did you try the performance mode? Because I had the same experience when I played on quality mode. Like it was offensive to me, and I'm not like a 60 FPS. It defaults. I'm, I'm it defaults to, to quality mode when you start the game. Right. Yeah. But I did. This yeah. Was particularly bad yeah. in 30 fps and this is what i hope is not the case for redfall i hope it is one of the more manageable 30 fps and again i'm not talking about multiplayer i'm just talking about uh solo single play because that's how i'm going to play it mm -hmm. but did you feel like ghostwire was better at 60 did you feel like it was tolerable at 60 on, so on I, console i didn't even play on 60 i just played like if it's the default at 30 i was just playing i didn't even try to look for a 60 fps i just immediately started downloading on my pc just because <laughs> i was like oh, i'm gonna just yeah. use this with keyboard and mouse yep. I, it, yep. it it was atrocious controller wise and i just like <laughs> i couldn't get behind it it was just like i would move a little bit and it would just be like this big super jerky movements and i was just like oh i can't. also i mean i only played for the after the first chapter and i was just not feeling it. it's like i really hate tutorials uh, so you're just going through all this stuff. There's all this kryptonite fog around you. It's like, don't mm -hmm. go into the fog. You're going to die. And I'm just like, goodness gracious. I only can walk forward. This controls like I was just, not, I'm not a fan of it right now, but I know it's a short game. So yeah. I started downloading on PC. But yeah, along these lines, um, if 30 FPS controls well, I don't think I'm going to care as much. And as long as the gameplay is fun and it works inside of that realm, I don't think anyone's really going to care. Mm -hmm. So, so okay, uh, real quick, everyone, and I, I will let you. I'll let you c come in on this. Uh, the question I want to know is the the thing. Now, when I heard this, my thought on it was, "Hey, it makes obvious sense because people, the, a lot of the smoke that Microsoft is getting about it, uh, and Xbox is getting about it, is, oh, this is a first party game. You should it should be a showcase for your device, like." I, I like and and folks seem to forget that this was they put pen to pad on this when they were a multi-plat studio, right? As they as the same with with Starfield for example, they put pen to pad and they started the the, the development process when they were a multi-plat studio. And when you're a multi-plat studio, dirty little secret, you go where the people are. And where do I, where are the people? PlayStation. So you don't use any of the tools that the Xbox could use because they are not the same as what they're on the, on PlayStation. So you know all the potential tools that might have offset the resource the resource usage bringing the resources down and making it playable more on the series x and s consoles those were not tools that would be leveraged because they started as a multi-plat studio and they, they they were they were acquired midway through development so the idea that hey you're a first party you should be a, i kind of give them a bit of more i cut, cut them a bit a slack on that because the idea that hey you know their next game their very next game that they start and they incubate as an Xbox studio, that's where I will kind of keep my eye open and see if they use more of the tools that, that they bring to bear to make that, that to make it work better on the series consoles. 
but everyone does have the right to, to, to be, you know, upset about it, in my humble opinion, because, you know, marketing is what it is. They sold you this this bill of goods that, hey, you're you're now buying the most powerful console in the world or whatever. Right. So people are now righteously angry about it. Everborn, what are what are your thoughts on the idea that, you know, context or no, we're consumers. You said it was, you know, your, your, your first party now. You know, you said it was the most powerful console. Why are you giving me 30 frames per second when I've seen a lot of footage of this running at 60? What do you think? Um, I think they should delay the game. And I know they would take heat for delaying it. Mm. Uh, but personally, I think they gave it a crap release window anyway. Mm. Right? Like, it's sandwiched between very established IPs um, that a lot of people will want to play. And I'm not saying you don't like show confidence in your own product and stand on your square and do all that. Yes, yep. you do. But you also want to put it in the best position to succeed. So because they made that dumb, idiotic, terrible, no good, low down, 12 month promise last year. Where I see how you're keeping a PG 13, sir. Good job. Good job. Continue. None of the stuff in uh -huh. the 12 months would even begin to launch until the until 2023. And they only said that because they knew 2022 was dry in terms of first party. They should have just said, this is what you're getting in 2023. But because they said that, and because there's egg on their face and because they already delayed the game a year and because Starfield is already not meeting that window and Forza Motorsport is already not meeting that window, it feels like they said we have to ship Redfall, hmm. right? And I, what I'm saying is you don't have to ship Redfall. I think Xbox has been doing great this year. Hi-Fi mm. Rush is still my favorite game this year so far. Mm. Uh, every month, Game Pass has had something big and notable, right? Uh, uh, Atomic Heart was not for me, but it, that had 5 million players, and a lot of people played it. A lot of people liked it, right? They had Monster Hunter at the beginning of the year. They had Persona also. I think that was last year, but they had Persona 3 and some other things. Um, even you know announcements they have minecraft legends coming this month they're doing well the subscription is paying off in spades why sacrifice the launch of redfall when you know you can have a better experience for the people that will be the loudest about it mm, yeah true. we will be the loudest and yeah. we will tell everybody that does not know about this game because it's a new ip we will say go get that and now while you have Nintendo showing off Tears of the Kingdom, while you have EA showing off uh, um, Jedi Survivor, mm -hmm. while you have Square showing off uh, Final Fantasy, the only game that doesn't that has this negative air around the asterisk, it yeah, 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 is this right? And again, this is what this. So we can so we can talk about like exactly what you said, right? We can. This is not an issue of like. A, this is more of a marketing issue, mm -hmm. and the marketing getting too much say in what these development teams are doing, right? Because if we look at the games that were originally designed and planned and greenlit 
under full ownership of Microsoft, those games actually are taking advantage of all the power of the box, exactly. right? Exactly. We can we can we can look at uh, what's its name, um, Flight Sim, right? Yeah. And how that it runs on a potato, ladies and gentlemen. The the, the, the game that the, brings thirty nineties to their knees runs on a potato. It's amazing. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. And everybody agrees that Hellblade is going to be a, 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 a graphical showpiece. We have no doubt in what the coalition is going to do. We've seen some of the demos that they've done. So this is not an issue of, oh, why can't they get the power out of the box? It takes more time. Mm-hmm. My issue is why don't you delay it? Yeah, I think you I agree with that. going to take a hit anyway. Delay the game till you 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 say you have to change this online feature, which again I don't even care about that, mm. right? Um, so it's it's just this. It's like this death of a thousand cuts thing mm. that people just continue to sort of get annoyed by. So getting again, a little, they're getting a little the end of the tired world. of. It's getting not a, a little tired deal. of Microsoft's constantly wait and see. The, well, hold on, yeah. hold on, because this is another. We're, well, we're and, and, and by, the way, conversation here. The, by the way, uh, I will, we, we will continue and tap into that because Jez wrote a really interesting article that I want to talk about that has a lot of that as well. But uh, right. if we can, I want to move to the Fox's yes, uh, just video let me say this as soon as you're thing. done. I, I want to be very clear with my words mm-hmm. because I'm, these are very targeted words for why marketing is deciding that the game can't be pushed back for a couple of months or a mm. month just so that they can uh, get these things out. This is entirely marketing, right? You don't have to put the game out on May 2nd. But the idea that I keep seeing this with the Xbox community is every time something like this happens, the sky is falling. And we oh, throw the Xbox in the bushes. It's a, it's a wrap. Year. It's over. <laughs> right? And that's the thing. Like, let's have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's give them the smoke. But, but let's give them the smoke in reality where it is and it is on this bonehead decision one the one the promise they made a year ago and the bonehead decision now Mm -hmm. because that made that bonehead promise to not uh delay the game let's not pretend like xbox hasn't been delivering uh since the beginning of the year because last i checked hi-fi rush is better than any exclusive from the competition this year last i checked every month Game Pass has delivered something. Last I checked, a lot of people are gonna like Minecraft Legends. So I want to give them smoke, but I want to give them soapbox, smoke sir. for Get Red off your soapbox. Okay, all right. That's it. Are you off the soapbox now? Because <laughs> you're, yes. you're gonna get the that's chat it. all riled up. You know, riled good, up. good. I want them riled up. Fight me. I'm ready. We 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 will double back on this one because because uh, Jez wrote a really interesting like, uh, and I'll, I'll put it up here as well. Let, we'll talk about the handheld stuff first, but we'll we'll double back and talk about what Jez, Jez wrote later because that speaks to a lot of the frustration that seemingly Xbox gamers are having. Some of them feel like they're second-class citizens that I heard. And I'm like, really? That's that's kind of crazy and unfortunate. But okay, let us quickly have a quick this quick chat because that's the reason why I wanted to have the Fox on here in the first place, and I appreciate him for being here. He put out a super, super, super interesting video, and I honestly think that we need to talk about it. Because, like, myself and Mr. Everborn Saga have been talking about this for quite some time now, where the first and foremost question was, oh, why did the, why does the Series S even exist? Why did, they, why did they even bother coming out with it like this? I thought it was a great entry point into the first party 
right? Into the into the the next gen, you know, at the, at that price point, it was all about the uh, it was all about the Switch, and you can't really say you know the Switch is a next gen console, but you can definitely you know keep the Series S in the conversation when when we're talking next gen consoles. It even offers like light ray tracing in certain instances, right? So I saw its usefulness. Some folks didn't initially, but then of course it started selling pretty well. But you saw something different. You saw them arbitrarily limiting the hardware in a way that spoke to you a little differently. I want you to give it, and, and, and I'll put, I'll put the, the source video in our, our show notes. I, I really want everyone to watch it because it gets heavy in the technical talk, but the high level of it makes so much sense. It will blow your mind. A lot of folks that I've, I've sent the video to are just like blown away and they're like now convinced that you are absolutely on the money. So go ahead and give us a quick synopsis on why you think that the Series S is a Trojan horse. Uh, right. So when the Series S was announced, I kind of stood on that for a bit. And mm-hmm. uh, I first made this, my, my prediction uh, back in 2020, uh, around November, I put it on Reset Around. I was like, I'm going to call back to this. I'm going to mm-hmm. say I called this. So I, I fully believe that it was a Trojan horse for things to come. Insofar as when you look at it, especially when you take a look at Project Scorpio, right, with uh, Microsoft, you know, pushing six teraflop, saying we're going to hit 4K if it's, it's going to be 4K 30. They were on AMD Jaguar CPU cores at the time, which are honestly not good at all. Yeah. And they were still getting decent results out of Project Scorpio. So you look at what they were doing and then you see Xbox Series X at 12 teraflop. And then you take a look at the Xbox Series S and it's, you know, one third. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, wh- why? Why didn't you go to six teraflop? Like, what? Why didn't you at least match Project Scorpio, or like in it, like Project Scorpio had more RAM? But you know, it's like you're just looking at this and you're like, this is really strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then you start, you know, <clears throat> you kind of wait, but you just take a look at stuff. And it just seems arbitrarily underpowered in a lot of different areas. Uh, and uh, for what it's worth, a lot of people have correctly commented that Series S profile is what is used on the cloud mm-hmm. uh, because they can do uh, multiple instances of a Series S version versus a Series X version, yep. which the Series X versions do run on the cloud as well. But the thing here to note on the cloud version is, is that the cloud is going to scale way faster than anything else. So saying that you're you're targeting the cloud is uh, almost nonsensical insofar as if you take a look at it uh, from the, like an arcade perspective, you mm-hmm. could do um, it just ginormous, like blockbuster arcade-like experiences where you're paying like five dollars a pop, right? In terms of graphical fidelity, because you could scale a Xbox server instance in the cloud yep. way higher than you can do anything. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. and as new as newer stuff comes out there, you're going to like you know hundreds of teraflops. In t- in terms of compute that you could tap isn't, into, isn't that the dream that that uh, that uh, what do you call it? Stadia was trying to sell us initially. That was the same idea right there. Yeah, exponential been scaling. A, yeah, yeah. So there's lots of areas there where it's very convenient, and the way that Microsoft does it when they tie it with Game Pass Ultimate makes the friction so small that I'm I started using cloud streaming stuff only via Game Pass, mm-hmm. just because when I play on a cloud version of a game and I make a save and I go back to my Xbox, the save it's exists right there. there. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So the 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 syncing of saves and how that is all frictionless is amazing. Um, but to suggest that the Series S, even as like a stepping stone, it doesn't mean anything because even just a few years down the line, you're going to be able to fit like 20 Series S instances inside of one of them. And that's fine. But even if you were to incrementally bump up the Series S just a bit more, you could still put multiple Series S instances 
into the cloud. The cloud. It, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're not. It's not like oh, if you bumped at the six teraflop, you're not going to get four of them in there. You you get three, but the experience is going to be so much better on the Series S. And why wouldn't you? You you have all the compute units there, and you're at such a low frequency. So why don't you just bump it up? And mm. it's not like it can't do it because you take a look at uh, at Sony. They at the eleventh hour are just like oh no, Series X is twelve teraflop. We're nine teraflop. We're, we're going to have to boost GPU clocks, and we're going to have mm -hmm. to use liquid metal. At the eleventh hour, they went to two point two three gigahertz. Yeah. So to suggest that yields aren't going to be good when PlayStation Five is outselling Xbox Series X, so they're pumping these things out and meeting two point two three gigahertz just fine on those yields. Why can't Series S hit two gigahertz? It, mm. it, like you can't you can't say you can't say one without saying it's not possible on the other. So, so why do you think they arbitrarily limited that stuff? So the thing that always now I have to say that I have I had goggles on from looking at handhelds for so long and taking mm -hmm. a look at very low power things. So mm -hmm. I was already in the mindset that uh, at the time Intel had their um, Tiger Lake, so 1195 G7, 1165 G7, and these are two teraflop GPUs, and they ran 720p stuff very well. So this is at the time when I'm using two teraflop handhelds, and I see Series S is four teraflop, and I'm like, wow, if you just half that, you can do 720p real easy on, on a handheld. Mm -hmm. um, so it just, it just, I mean, not, not the saying that teraflop is something that you could just arbitrarily say, oh, half that, definitely do 720 but it was just such a uh, defining number that I was like, oh, if they could make something that is four teraflop there, it is an easier target for a handheld. Mm. Mm. No, I, I get that. So, so, so go ahead, everyone. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a, a, a large conversation that Kay Asante and I, this is why your video is so fascinating to us. A big conversation we have about the possibility of a, you know, custom APU, basically a Xbox handheld. Mm hmm would developers be required to reprofile their games for such a device? No, yeah, so that's... a certain power draw issue that uh, the games are sort of looking for because they know they're going to be plugged in. How do you trick the game or however the game is designed to believe that it's getting that power draw? Okay, if I'm not asking that question right, Kaysan... No, no, I, th I think you're, you're, you're on the money. Like... If you're profiling for something that's plugged into a wall, you know you can hit the, the you can hit the upper echelons of that, and you're just well you're drawing on the wall. The minute you add battery into it, now you have to be very cognizant of not blowing out the battery in 15, 20 minutes. You know, but yes, what, what are your what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> so yeah, so you basically always have to target for the worst case scenario. In this example, let's say it's Gears of War Five, right? Mm -hmm. We know that that will tax the machine pretty much any game, like even yep. the the Matrix demo. Uh, when I showed in my video, that peaked at 82.5 watts, which is pretty much the, the top end of what the Series S does. But that's after AC-DC conversion, right? So the, there is inefficiencies in that. So the actual draw is like around 75 watt if soup to nuts for the entire system. So now the thing to here to note is that our problems aren't the GPU. The GPU is actually super flexible. And mm -hmm. RDNA 2 is fantastic. Our problems are actually the CPU. And then you talk about Redfall being 30 FPS in which we're like going to be our problems are the CPU here, yeah. right? If our problem is the CPU, this is the part that has to scale down. Now, I already have numbers on uh, 7040U series of so Phoenix stuff, and we comfortably fit in a performance target all core that is around 12 watt, eight core. 
versus uh, eight core on Series S at three point four uh, teraflop, uh, three point four gigahertz. Um, so uh, that's not that's today. If we take a look at N three Zen five, that is realistically in a nine watt area. That's going all out to match Series S. All right, so yeah. nine watt is actually very high. That's a lot of power to use. Now, there are concessions that we can make there that you could essentially shave off cores, uh, disa- park cores. So you basically put them to sleep and say, you don't need to be running all this time. Now, in the, the event that games are demanding of that, there are two ways that Microsoft can handle this. There is the idea that Series S as a profile is the default that is delivered to the game to run it. Now, the thing to note here is that a lot of these games have dynamic resolutions and will auto-scale the GPU side to fit to the display. If your display is the target resolution is 720p and not 1080p or 1440p or even 4K, uh, it's not going to resolve anything more than it needs to target. So there are efficiencies that can be gained automatically just by its target resolution and the dynamic scalers that are already in these games. Into the games themselves. Yeah, added, so added to the and and adding to that the the chip efficiencies of going to the 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 lesser nan, the more nanometers that that that's so that's why you okay so if I understand that correctly that's why you probably can't do it in the paradigm we are today yeah. but you could do it as soon as they release the next revision uh, AMD releases the next revision because then it would fit cleanly in what what would be their next efficiencies as far as wattage per, per usage, right? Is that, is that what, I'm, what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, so if we were to look at this, right, let's just say for what for what it's worth that we have to hit 9 watt in CPU just to match the maximum clock frequency of mm-hmm. the Series S, yeah. right? We're not going to do that all the time, but let's just say we have to do that all the time, okay? That means that we have 9 watt on CPU. Mm-hmm. On the GPU end, now if we go to RDNA 3 Plus or RDNA 4 on N3, realistically speaking, especially if we're jotting down uh, how much power in terms of compute, right? If we're lowering this end, uh, we are looking at somewhere around 20 watt for CPU and GPU. This is, does not include Uncore. Uncore is where the memory controller lives, where uh, video encode and decode lives. All mm. of these take incremental amounts of power. Depending on what you're doing, will you know increase. Then you have to worry about rest of system power. So this is the fan, the uh, RAM, the SSD, the Wi-Fi. All of these take power as well. Sure. Now we have a we have a benefit here. I actually tweeted about this a little bit ago because uh, just to show as an example, and I'm going to make that as well because there's some stuff to talk about with regards to the GP voltage on the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there is an area where uh, we're very TDP con- uh, we're very TDP constrained when we try to lower uh, system memory clocks. We can force memory into a low power mode. At this point, you get two benefits. Number one, when you put uh, system memory into a low power mode, the rest of system power goes down significantly. You'll save two to three watts. Yeah. Uh, and then on Uncore, because the memory controller typically shares a clock domain with the system memory. So if you're going from, uh, in this case, LPDDR5, if you're going from 800 megahertz down to 400 megahertz, you're forcing low power mode, the memory controller also goes down to this low power state. Yeah. Saving uh, you so, some more resources there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. so okay. if you were to, th- yeah, if you were to think of TDP of the package, right? Just the, the, the package alone. What we're looking to gain here is that if you say, okay, let's say say Microsoft is in a handheld state, is going to target 15 to 20 watt, which is high. That's high for a handheld. And we'd have to, they would have to back that up with a decently sized battery. Uh, We can talk more about that in in a second. But if you were to get to this low power state by also increasing bit width, because uh, the only thing that's really latency bound is CPUs, but you can, you can 
make that whole situation better with different uh, caches on the CPU. And Microsoft can do something on that end with their custom APU as well. But GPUs typically aren't very latency bound. They are bandwidth bound. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you think, if you were to, uh, GPUs are almost inversely the same, inversely coordinated uh, in regards to the CPU. Typically, in games, we care on CPUs for very single-threaded fast speeds because they want to get and execute very uh, short um, commands quickly. Whereas mm -hmm. on GPU, it's basically the different CPU is like being on an expressway with a Ferrari. That's the situation that you want to do. Yep. And for GPUs, you want like 16 lanes and all of them to be slow trucks. At the same time, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So these are these are the paradigms that are different here is that you don't really care about how fast these trucks move. You just want to have more lanes for these trucks to travel mm -hmm, along. Mm -hmm. And as long as those trucks can deliver that that the the assets and, and bandwidth to the GPU, the GPU can do the work. Yeah. So what you want to do here is arrange a situation where uh, you can make memory uh, low power enough that the rest of system power also goes down. And you could conceivably be in an area where a 15 or 20 watt TDP could be 20 to 25 watt total system power. And now you're in a situation where if you just do like 25% more than what the um, the Steam Deck is right now, which is a 40 watt hour battery, if you go to a 50 watt hour battery, the weight increases a bit, but nothing mm -hmm. nothing crazy. Like I have, I have batteries, I have handles that have 67 watt hour batteries in there. Now for me, I don't really care. And these are, this is like a kilogram, uh, almost two pounds. Mm -hmm. um, but you take a look at what even the Asus ROG Ally is doing. Yeah. They have the same watt hour uh, capacity, but also have less weight than what the Steam Deck is doing. So Microsoft has the chops to make a handheld that is factoring all of these things in to reduce weight, mm -hmm. but also pack in as much batteries as you possibly can in there. Um, so yeah, there is an area where even with our worst enemy being the battery, mm -hmm. there is totally a situation where uh, as a baseline, you just feed a game a Series S, it it will run it. Now, there might be some corner cases where they don't run well. Yeah. But then you have Microsoft's smart delivery platform yes. that could fix that. Yep, yep. No, I, I hear you. And wh what do you think, and and this will be the, the, the last part, point about this, specifically about this one, because I, I want to also ask your your thoughts on, on you being right, because uh, Microsoft then, of course, we found out about their, 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 their Skunk Works project that they're, they're actually testing that as well. But... What do you think of thermal displacement, right? Because then all of a sudden we have heat, you know, in this, such a small package, you know. And yes, we're, we're finding a lot of optimizations. We're find, uh, in the handheld format. We're always sipping as much resources as we can. Like, how do you think that will be a nut that they crack? Because I have a feeling that, that, you know, as Microsoft does, they most likely have a prototype right now somewhere in their labs. But wouldn't, wouldn't the thermals be a question as we're, we're getting into that into that realm? All right, so this is the GPD Win 4. Yeah, which uh, looks GPD, exactly GPD. like a, a Vita, yeah. which I love. And this is a Steam Deck. So, I mean, like, I could just, Indeed. like, put these. Yeah, yeah so yeah. The, Steam, the Steam Deck runs at 15-watt uh, uh, TP on its package, and that's what it cools. But it's also, mm -hmm. the way that it cools it, you have the fan up here, but it, yep. its inlet yep. is over here. Yep. Yeah, so um, the the difference is that the GPD Win 4, um, it can run at 15-watt as well. But I've also tested this to run at 45-watt, and it hit that for one hour. No problems wow. whatsoever. And a company of 30 people uh, managed to do that on a smaller package than the Steam Deck is. So uh, I don't think I have zero problems thinking that Microsoft could accomplish the same thing. Um, you look at the Asus ROG Ally; it has two fans to uh, make sure it does it handles this in as in a way that uh, doesn't 
isn't very loud when it's in a dock state. Remember, we don't need to hit these wattages unless you're plugged in. Um, mm -hmm. But when you're plugged in, now you can upclock everything on the device itself. And yep. now you're in a situation where the things that I'm mentioning, especially with N3, Zen 5, and RDNA 3 Plus or RDNA 4, you're going to be in a situation. Also, don't forget AMD uh, finished their Xilinx buyout. So they've already mentioned their XMDNA um, uh, inclusion, which I included in my video because not many people saw it on the AMD CS keynote. But Panos Panay, the um, chief product officer of uh, Microsoft. Microsoft, yeah. Yeah. He mentioned flat out, he's like, this takes hundreds of milliwatts. Mm -hmm. And that like stuck out of my brain just because I'm always in that world. And I'm like, man, this is like taking tenths of a watt. That's nothing. So now you're looking at uh, ML AI cores that could be added as a co-processor. Which haven't been oh. used at all on the Series X so far. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you now think of the, the two stage process that Microsoft comes out with, right? Like, so they have the Series S, but now you're going to have the Xbox Series H or P or whatever it's going to mm -hmm, be called. Mm -hmm. And then you have their big boy Xbox Series X Plus or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Now you can think of that being the high-end version with those XNDNA cores. And you can use those uh, MLAI cores for anything. But in this event, you would be using them. Most likely what people are going to be thinking about is like uh, image upscaling, image reconstruction, or uh, frame interpolation, yeah. much like DLSS3 does. Yeah. So now you think about uh, uh, frame interpolation, but also include that on a handheld. Now you do... Uh, the Asus ROG Ally is gonna is has a 120 hertz screen. Now that's a hard problem. That's a very hard target on a on a platform uh, yeah, on a handheld. It, it seems like overkill for a handheld. Yeah, it's a hard target. It's because you have to. You, you it's it's not a linear curve. Like you, it's like oh well, I'm at 60 FPS and I spent you know 10 watts. So if I go to 120, I'm gonna spend 20 watt. That's not the case at all. Mm -hmm. You're gonna spend 50 watt to go from you know you go from 10 watt at 60 to 50 watt at 120. So it's just like such an enormous amount more power you have to push in to scale frequency to hit those frame rates consistently. Mm -hmm. But if you were to use things like um, the XMDNA cores to do uh, FSR3, for example, yeah. where you could inject hallucinated frames into there, now your latency is still tied to your, your target frame rate. So these are things that you can have, you know, work around. Uh, you can do asynchronous reprojection and other things to uh, increase the fidelity of input feel uh, even though you're not actually running at that frame rate. Uh, so so there's lots of things that exist today that you could conceivably put to even improve performance on the handheld. But that doesn't mean that with the Series S profile, it would be able to leverage those things because then there would have to be something that the, comp the dev would have to do to then make a Series you know, handheld uh, profile, which then Smart Delivery could deliver at that point. But all of these things are are foundations that microsoft has they it's, already it's like, made them it's like they have all the chess pieces kind of sitting they there them. they haven't put the puzzle pieces together yet but you're, you're seeing that it's potential you know so so everborn this is where we have that quick conversation about you and your 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 theory about the one device to rule them all <laughs> i don't know yes. if, if yes. not why, yes. why don't you why don't you give give him Give the fox a little bit of that, because I have a feeling that you guys are aligned in that when, when it comes to all of this. I, I, I like to call it my precious. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, so because uh, they call me the Tolkien Negro. Oh, but anyway, Lord, what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? Go ahead. Um, so the 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 idea is that uh, when something like this uh, materializes. Um, 
it would be not this gen, but next gen. Mm -hmm. And it would effectively, instead of releasing, you know, whatever the, like the Series X2 and the Series S2, you would, um, <laughs> I see slow in the chat. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Uh, instead, <laughs> instead of releasing the Series S and the Series X, you would effectively go the Switch route and you would have your Series S that is effectively your, your Series S successor and that is your handheld device. It will play all back compatible games because we're on the x86 architecture anyway. It's not the same thing as before. So it's mm -hmm. going to play everything your Series S plays today um, and then whatever you know new games will be there. But instead of having a new SKU, your dock is a custom uh, external GPU that you would plug in, and now that gives you the power that you would consider a successor to the Series S. And, you know, there's always the question of uh, what do you lose in that process, and look how much external GPUs cost today. And my argument to that is those GPUs are those prices because they are not sold at the same scale. Sure, yeah, and, and they're off the as, shelf, um, you know, yeah, retail, yep. Right, so uh, I think being Microsoft, the cost could come down on something like that. No. And that uh, such a device, if we look at what it costs to build what's in the Series X today, right um you know or sorry back in 2020 when it came out you would have had to spend fifteen hundred dollars to build a pc roughly with similar yeah, specs yeah, in 2020 about, about a fifteen hundred dollar right? pc yeah so but it, it came out at five because again they have other ways to monetize it plus they're producing mm -hmm. it at scale so i mean even even today like this would be even today the series s cpu the the the, the retail equivalent of the cpu uh, of the series s cpu costs more than the whole series s like today. right so yeah. that being said, I don't think it would be as cost prohibitive as some think it would be, mm. but um, I think them going the handheld first route, like native handheld, not sort of retrofitting a device. And again, I still believe the, the concept of the, the Series S being a Trojan horse because this the xbox one x was a trojan horse that's how they trained uh i believe the the that's how they trained for sfs right that's what mm -hmm. they said they they looked at how texters were being used and then yep. they could uh whatever yep. so it could very well be that they're using the series s to get to that next generation xbox which is a mobile first device mm. which has uh when you're home and it's docked then it becomes a Series X, right? Mm. Then it becomes, uh, uh, you know, a super powerful thing. And to me, that speaks to everything that the company says they want to do. They say they're buying Activision because they need to play in mobile. The future is in mobile. They want it. Uh, uh, and they're talking about this new store where they want to connect to 3 billion gamers. Now, that store is going to be on mobile devices. It is a game store. And we know that that store will be multi-platform because it'll be on Android and iOS. But shouldn't the main place for that game store be on your own hero device where you can show off all those games? 
Obviously, you're going to need phones to get to those 3 billion gamers. But if you want to show it off and you have Activision content and you have that big mobile store, this is the way to do it. This is, you, you, you make, you, you uh, stand on your square, 10 toes down, <laughs> mobile first device, and still give us the the hardcore so, so that, a big boy that, steam uh, a big voice uh, switch basically you you come yes, home you dock exactly. it in you know you you have the equivalent of of a, a far more resource overhead then you're playing that game like properly uh, with all the graphic fidelity you'd want and you take it with you and it turns into a 720p profile device that then can be used with with basically everything that Carrie has been saying right now Right and and and, yes. I, and we're being cautious of your time. You're you're about out of time with us, uh, uh, unfortunately, Carrie. I, I I can hang around for a little bit longer. Oh, awesome! Right. awesome so awesome. since he can't can, yes. what you have on the screen now, I want to be yeah. clear with everyone. And mm -hmm. Brad Sam's talked about this. I realized this is the time as soon as I watched the video. It is mm -hmm. amazing. I hope they do it. Yep. Um, this is not an officially greenlit project at Microsoft. It was a this it was, was a hackathon. The product of a hackathon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they do that sometimes, but you need to get buy-in. And the person said that Phil Spencer did try to get him in con in contact, because uh, this is just a presentation. Yeah. Phil Spencer tried to get him in contact with some engineers, but none of those engineers were available at the yeah, time. At the time, so yeah. They, so uh, we they would need buy-in from more of the higher-ups. So, Kerry, have, have you this seen this, actually? Like, do. you you saw this? What are your mm -hmm. thoughts on that? Because, like, so I installed Tiny11. <clears throat> I'm sure you're aware of that. I installed Tiny11 on my deck. I use it through SD card. I've been trying to find a good front end. Uh, I've been playing with Play Night from time to time to try to get that console feel. And then I saw this and thought all my prayers had been answered. But, of course, they haven't been because it won't probably materialize. This kind of is a vindication of what you were you were saying. Am I wrong? Like this, they're already like playing in this space. They're trying to find a way of making Windows look well on the de on the deck and any other GPD Win devices. Uh, the, uh, the ROG Ally coming out, even though they'll probably have their own front end as well. But Windows uh, like integrating this properly, kind of like how back in the day when they had their their Media Center UI, the MCU. You know the media. I I loved that that thing. You know. It seems like it seems like we're heading in that direction. What are you, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so a lot of the things that they were targeting in there, there's there's problems. All right. So there's a little bit to unpack here. One of the mm -hmm. things that is doesn't makes the Windows experience poor on these handhelds is mm -hmm. that uh, all of these panels that you see on here, they're not actually manufactured by the companies themselves. They are taking basically tablets, uh, tablet screens that yep. already exist. And leveraging those into these products. So what mm -hmm. happens is you have a portrait-based panel. So it's not 1280 by 800; it's mm -hmm. 800 by 1280. Yep. Now, GPD on their GPD Max 2 and the GPD Win 4, they started making landscape screens, and this is a thing that we've been talking to them about for a while. Mm -hmm. There are multiple problems with this. Number one is because it's a uh, portrait-native display that you are rotating. The system is still aware. The operating system is still aware that it's a portrait-native display so you see in there like one of the problems they had is when they bring up the virtual keyboard on windows 11 it's still presenting as a portrait based <laughs> keyboard so it's yeah. all truncated when it doesn't need to be yeah what's funny is from that hackathon hackathon that's already fixed in later versions of windows 11 so they mm. they are already fixing that on steam deck you actually have a full keyboard now yeah so there are some things that materialize out of that hackathon even though it's not the full thing yeah. uh there's little fixes that that did translate over the other problem that they did mention in there which would have been huge is uh, playing older games. So we're talking about DirectX 8, DirectDraw. 
uh, things, uh, DirectX 7 and, and older, mm -hmm. there are inherent problems with those running on portrait based panels that are rotated specifically from like DX and older is they do the function out of order. Basically they render the screen in 1280 by 800 and then rotate and then it rotate as opposed it. to, okay. yeah. Okay. So what you get is you get a half a screen on the, when you're playing, so you play older games that are DX eight, you're going to, it'll show up as a half screen and then it doesn't work. This is why I've had this issue playing uh what's that what's that what's that uh star wars game the first person shooter star wars game that's really old people people remind Any forces me. uh no not not forces it's a first person shooter it's basically you're a bunch of uh, stormtroopers man i forget the name of it now i forget I, the name i'm of aware it yeah yeah i'm aware of what you're talking about. yeah cannot play that game on windows no matter what i yeah. do I, i've i've been able to play a bunch of stuff on the windows on the windows side that game only shows half of the screen and your this explanation now like Completely. Now I get it. Yes, you can't rotate it. No matter what you do, it just will not do it. You know because right. it just gets stuck on half of the screen, and the other half won't show at all. So I've made I've made videos on how to fix that. Basically, Republic Commando. Yes, that's what it is. Republic yeah. Commando. You can't play that thing on on Windows on the so, Mac anyway. Uh, I have made videos about this where mm -hmm. you can fix this. Okay. Um, there are multiple ways to do this. You can use DG Voodoo Two, which are API wrappers. Basically, they take the DX Eight and they either make it DirectX Eleven. Or they make it ah, OpenGL, okay. okay. and at that point, that stuff does work. So sure. only thing you need to do is get a wrapper. I did a video on this and like how to fix Windows game on. I gotta go check out the wrap. I gotta check out the video. I'm gonna check out the video because I've been yeah, wanting so to play that for a while. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this is yeah this is a way how you. So this is a problem that we've all faced. Like I, mm -hmm. these are this is old news for me because I've been dealing with this stuff and so we've been making incremental stuff like trying to make um, you know Windows games go to standby easier, just trying to figure out what games crash when you go into standby on Windows. Mm -hmm. And that's less of a problem on AMD than it was on Intel, but there's all these like little things that a lot of people aren't really aware of, and why would they? Because there's only like dozens of us from years ago that were doing this. Mm -hmm. So um, there are things that when you take a look at this hackathon, they were targeting a lot of things that would make portrait-based panels, uh, like the INEO, pretty much every one of them, except the latest from GPD. Mm -hmm. uh, that would fix these issues inherently without people having to do any of this stuff. And it would make a, a much smoother experience. And that is a genuine problem that Valve, you know, they're, they're, they have the gamepad UI on Steam Deck now. So if you mm -hmm. go into big picture mode on Steam Deck on Windows, it'll go into a very Steam Deck-like UI. Yeah, it's absolutely uh, Steam yeah. Deck-like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, that's nice and that's great, but they don't have any of the uh, the QAM, the quick access menu features, or mm -hmm. things that tap into that. So there's it's lots of still, like it's also still annoying getting other games out of the Steam UI, uh, out of the the Steam Store to get into the Steam Store. You can you can shortcut it, but then you got to put the other tools to, for it yeah. to re recognize it. It's a bit cumbersome to live outside of Steam in Windows. It is, yeah. Steam Deck, yeah. Yeah, Steam Deck is is a, is not a very good citizen on Windows just yeah. because of how the controller is looking mm -hmm. to be interfaced. Mm -hmm. And for what it's worth, what Valve did was a smart move. Is basically uh, when a when nothing's loaded on this machine, when it's OS agnostic, uh, the controller defaults into what Valve themselves calls uh, calls lizard mode. Mm. And basically, um, the touchpads are a mouse. Uh, B uh, A is okay. B is escape on as keyboard keys. The directional pad is actually cursor keys, mm -hmm. so that when you go into any of these things, you can actually navigate with the game controls because they're technically keyboard keys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and only does it actually uh, go into uh, its game controller interface when Steam is loaded. There is a tool called um, uh, Handheld Companion. Uh, um, there's also this. What is it? Uh, Steam Deck tools for Windows that also that, yeah. that someone's made yeah. that that's really really good that does that as well. Yeah, it emulates uh, 360 controllers and and all that stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, I made a video like early on when there was only uh, glossy available, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, I yep. just made it like a simple thing. I was like, "Look, just just put glossy and put Notepad in here. It'll open up Notepad, open but you'll notepad. automatically." I yeah. used your 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 tutorial, sir, to first yeah. get it before all these other cool new tools showed up. I did yeah. do that for quite quite some time. So no, it's growing exponentially. It really it seems like there's yeah. a lot of energy in this space. I just wonder if it'll actually ever spur Microsoft and the and the companies proper to just you know really. I guess is it is it in their best interest to to put a front end UI? I want to see a world where you go to the Microsoft Store and there's a UI that you can download that will then be your UI if you want to have a Steam games alongside of Epic games alongside of GOG games. Right. You know that that kind of a thing. What, what do you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's one thing that I think Microsoft is really uh, is doing very well that they're not getting enough credit for is that. They have, if you take a look at Microsoft's stance, mm -hmm. uh, they're, they push all of their games onto Steam pretty heavily, day one. Whenever they can, they're putting it on Steam. Yeah. Uh, they want to be a good partner in Steam because everyone, most PC gamers are going to Steam anyway mm -hmm. because of all the things that Steam offers, like the yeah. Steam Deck, which is an added value thing. Um, so you look at all those things, and I, I would say that Microsoft appreciates that their inertia because of all of their legacy mm -hmm. that still runs today to their credit because Microsoft is one pretty much one of the only companies that is still paying attention to legacy things as much as they possibly can. Whereas you sure. take a look at like Apple and they're like, well, you know what? We're just not going to have OpenGL anymore. So long. You have to do metal and metal only. Yeah. And that's like radically different than what Microsoft does. Uh, so Microsoft has this legacy foundation that mm -hmm. allows them to have all of these, this backwards compatibility just run on, on Windows stuff. So yeah, I think that they themselves see that Windows portion of it. But to the point, I just want to quickly uh, talk about what uh, Everborn Saga had mentioned Please, was yeah. the one thing that I think that uh, Microsoft realized, especially during the Xbox One saga of Xbox, uh, they like from 2010 when they went Connect heavy, and then the they just went like, they they made a giant PlayStation Three out of an Xbox, and it was just nothing that anyone wanted and it was way too expensive and it didn't have the inertia that the PlayStation 2 had to carry the, the PlayStation 3 which was awful mm -hmm. um, and then the PlayStation 4 came out and just picked right up and Microsoft didn't didn't have it to like withstand that blow they just lost more than half of their user base and a lot of people went over to, to PlayStation so you look at multiplayer games and all their friends are on PlayStation there's just a big inertia effect that is going there so the one thing that to what everyone was saying is that if you were to make a handheld that is as approachable as the Switch is, the problem becomes, well, no one, there's a lot of people that are not Xbox customers and they don't have any Xbox games. However, Game Pass Ultimate makes you an instant person that has a shared library mm -hmm. with everyone else. Yeah. So you look at the, like, there's so many things that they've done in the background that are smart delivery, Game Pass Ultimate. There's all these things that accelerate everyone's uh, position in the Xbox ecosystem where they're just making the friction go way down with cloud. Uh, a handheld component, which would be mobile, just makes too much sense to me. Uh, when you think about Game Pass Ultimate, it is, it is especially when you think about Starfield and all these other newer uh, Xbox, Xbox titles, people were, the inertia, the friction, becomes, well, if it's a handheld, now I can just take it wherever I want. And I think that 
when the Steam Deck came out and you realize, oh, a low power device can run these games. And it's, mm -hmm. it's like, finally, I'm vindicated for like years. I was like, I told you, <laughs> I told you this could work. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I am still a huge believer in it. Uh, and I think Microsoft has all of these foundational parts that make the friction of becoming an Xbox customer into the Xbox ecosystem so much simpler. Yeah. Uh, and that is a benefit to them. Hmm. Everborn, you know I see you're vindicated. The... Go ahead, yeah. Go ahead, man. Why, thank you. Why, thank you. <laughs> this, is, this is one of the better guests that we've mm. had. No. Thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, so um, there's also the cloud angle, right? Because we're seeing, like, we're seeing all of these sort of, like, uh, like the, the, the way too expensive uh g cloud logitech thing that you have there yeah i, I bought uh, the g cloud and yes i know the fox will not be happy with me because yes the <laughs> controls are crappy absolutely yeah absolutely right. controls are shit yes and then, and then the razor edge or whatever mm -hmm. that is mm -hmm. yeah, right? yeah, yeah. so um between everything we talked about the store the where the market is going what you have to do in these other markets mm -hmm. the proven track record of su sustained success with the switch you add the cloud angle to it it just seems like everything they're doing feels like they they should have a mobile device and the idea that that they i just i have to assume they have to be working on something mm. uh and if they're not uh head scratcher now the question is should the thing that they are working on be an xbox or should it be a surface a slash PC windows device of the steam deck yeah I think it should be an Xbox. I don't think it should be a, a Very PC. Smart man. Uh, Very smart man. Only because uh, there, <laughs> anyone can make a PC gaming handheld. Asus can make one, and they are. Um, so they can, they can, they have a, a company doing things with for them for free, that is making Windows better for them. So yeah. and other people are going to be doing it. And and Xbox is about if you take a look at it, because there's a difference between PC gaming and you talk about the difficulties of running older games on PC on like Steam Deck on Windows and stuff. There are people that are just like, oh, why is this broken? This is a poor experience. And there's things that you want to make sure that people don't have these poor experiences. And at a at a point is where this becomes a division. And one thing that Valve did correctly with Steam OS, and this is something that they've been working on for years yeah. with Proton, working on Vulcan, working on Vulcan, working on GameScope, all of these things that they were building for years in the background before the mm -hmm. Steam Deck even became a reality. They were doing this for 10 years. You take a look at Steam Machines, which was first debuted in yep. 2010. That failed, but M Valve didn't stop working on it. The There's Steam like, okay, controller. We... Like, people keep yeah. clowning all these. All of that was stepping stones to this device. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. So you look at all the things that they're doing, and the one thing that SteamOS does better than Windows does, and one thing that Valve does better is it's a value-added service of being a Steam customer uh, from the get-go, which is why, you know, again, people are, you look at, well, why don't you buy games on Epic Game Store? It's like, well, I could buy it on Steam and then play it on my Steam Deck, which would be way easier. Uh, and you, you take a look at all these things that Valve is always pushing forward for things that make their platform better. Um, and when you take a look at SteamOS, how easy it is and appliance-like it is to just browse their store, download, buy something, mm -hmm. install it, and then just start playing. Yeah. You just have a big green install button, a big green play button, and then you go. Um, so yeah, to, yeah. To, to, to your point, right? This is actually why the Steam Deck is just, it's one of my, fa like it, it's my favorite video gaming device in recent history anyway. 
um, because it really does, even though it's PC gaming, it does give you the effect of being a console, right? Yep. Like I exclusively use it, like well, before I exclusively used it, for the most part what I use it is as an xCloud device, uh, just because I, this is why I want native games there so I can have the, the saves go back and forth from whether I want to jump on the, on the Xbox itself or the, or the thing. But um, in terms of just browsing the store, like you said, and downloading it, 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 really, it really does mirror the, the sort of console experience. And, and I think that uh, in and of it, like that, that's the real Trojan horse, right? So no. Uh, no, I, just I, want to agree. <laughs> I, I agree with, with you all in all. And, and, and Everborn, to your point about like the sinking of the saves, that is why I was so full bore about going into into uh, p- finding a flavor of Windows 11 that would work on the deck, because I, I like I like the cloud gaming aspects and and as I was telling you before, this thing has made me start believing more that someone can just have this and just be a cloud gamer exclusively because the screen is great, the battery life is great, controls need work. Yes, we know. I, but I, I have another uh, recommendation for you because I know I showed you Tiny Eleven and you uh-huh. tried it out and it worked great. It works great. Yeah, have yeah. You heard, has anyone heard of Ghost Spectre? Yes, 11. yes, yes. Which is which is even more uh, which is even more use or less resource usage than Tiny Eleven is, and it's still also a version of Windows Eleven, right? So it, it kills all resources and keeps it very streamlined. My my only thing though is, to your point, exactly what you're saying. Like to get all those uh, all the elements working within it and have a console like experience currently is cumbersome. Right, uh, uh, um, uh, play night does a lot of the heavy lifting for you, but even in that world, you press the play button and then you see it open up the thing, you open up the the store behind it before it shows you on the screen, and you have to configure it just right so that then it goes away and gives you that console like experience. So I really hope that they're they're working on you know the the one UI front end for Windows because they don't have to be specific to Steam Deck or specific to any one device there are enough Windows devices uh there are enough handheld x86 devices out there now where it would behoove of, of Microsoft to allow that maybe put a front end and then put your own store on the corner in addition to the other stores right to get more folks in on your platform um, before we and I, and you've given us so much of your time, we appreciate it, Carrie. Before we let you go, I do want to ask one more question, that one more piece of news that kind of relates to this, which is Sony's PlayStation Q Lite handheld thingy. That I, I don't know where it fluctuates. Depends, and maybe you've heard more about it than we have. From what I hear, it seems like a. a, a a very beautiful looking Wii U controller that can only be used at home, right? Uh, I was hoping that it would be Android backed, kind of like the G Cloud is, which then gives you more options, but that may not be the case because that's not really Sony's MO. Like, I'm sure you, you, you saw this one coming. You, you read all the news about it as well. Is this something to get excited about for someone in your position, someone in the handheld space? Because it looks like that's where they're going as well. Oh, and, and I think you're muted. There you go. Apologies. No worries. Um, so there's a few things that we have to talk about on, mm-hmm. on this. Uh, we talk about cloud, and cloud is great, but it is not something that anyone actually gets excited about mm. um, in, to any degree. I mean, you could almost hear the audible moans of everyone. Like, <laughs> the uh, chat goes, uh. Yeah, like, oh, there's a Sony handheld. Oh, never mind. Like, you yeah. know, it's like no one. I, it, cloud is great, 
but it is not something that anyone it is supplementary mm -hmm. uh, it is not something that is first and foremost and it is great as a supplemental thing and there are an area this is a type of um handhelds that i always call they're called like i call them console companions yeah so this yeah, is yeah. like the the retro pocket 3 plus yeah, this is something two, that the retro pocket 2 yeah yeah so with the retro pocket 3 plus this was or even just the record retro pocket 3 mm -hmm. uh this was like uh what i recommended people get over the logitech g cloud it was like half the price and does what it needs to do to play cloud games. I would argue mm -hmm. that the Logitech G Cloud's display is far superior, mm -hmm. uh, but you can still get the same experience for half the cost, sure. less than half the cost. Yep. Um, so there is an avenue where a console companion makes sense. It makes more sense on Game Pass Ultimate just because Microsoft, again, has all that foundation to sync saves and stuff. Mm -hmm. it, for for PlayStation, if you're just connecting to your, your console or you're connecting to the cloud, I'm not aware of any nice way to share saves between those. Um, mm. Perhaps that works. I mean, most of the stuff that you look at PlayStation when it's like, do your PlayStation 5 upgrade for PS4 games. First, you put in the PS4, then you go over there, step on your right foot, don't forget it. And it's like, uh, oh. you know, it's... Hey, <laughs> for the record, it is the Fox giving you slander this morning, not us. Just so you know. <laughs> there you go. Go continue. Hi-yo. Yes. <laughs> But the way that they do it is is cumbersome from a console perspective, mm -hmm. and they treat PS4 owners as secondary citizens to the like you have to be a PS5 owner first. Like, well, you want to play the PS4 version and upgrade it? Well, mm -hmm. you're gonna have to do 22 steps if you want it that way. You just pay us the ten dollars more, and you can get a first class ticket. Um, that is, it's not a good experience. And uh, when I think about like the Q Light. There's things to talk about. First, I don't think many people are excited about it. I think that there's some people that are going to be excited about it, and for them, it's great. If Sony does it in a premium way, perhaps with a, a self-emissive display like uh, micro-LED or OLED, that's also very nice. Mm -hmm. So there's things over there, but the name, and this is something I wanna, I'm want i probably going to make another video about because there's other people that are talking to me about it, but the Q light, the light presupposes that there is a Q there's prime. A, there's a proper coming, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a Q yeah, so then you then you look at it. Okay, well, you take the same things that I've already said about a Trojan horse for the Series S to be a handheld, right? You, you, they're in the same field. They're doing the same thing. So mm -hmm. ostensibly speaking, my, uh, Sony could make a device that is a handheld specifically like what I was already talking about. The difference being is that because Sony is so large and all of the other developers uh, have to come with by inertia... Uh, that Sony says, here's our software development kit for our handheld. It runs all the games uh, that you've already done, but you're going to have to now make specific versions for this handheld. So you're going to have to take your code base and then tweak it for this uh, for this system uh, because we don't have the Series S profile like Microsoft did years ago mm -hmm. and smart delivery. Like, we don't have all those things. So yeah. you, you're just going to have to do it because we're the biggest and get busy. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that there is that avenue. There is that, that total avenue where... Sony could make a handheld using the same ideas that I'm already talking about and just have uh, the developers, you know, port Go their games to port this. It, yeah. port it to it. Yeah, which, which would be so, far so, more cumbersome. Go ahead, everyone. But again, if you look at their market position yeah. and not saying that Apple has anywhere near uh, like a market presence in PCs, but what you just spoke about reminded me of when Apple said, yeah, Guess what, developers? We're moving to ARM. Yeah. Update all yeah, the applications. Yeah. And they did it yeah. because yep. they had to. Yep. yep. Right? So Sony's position in the market, uh, 
may may would help have them a do lot that. of developers running to yeah. take Absolutely. advantage of that. And what would happen is it's the same game, right? You have to reprofile it. Mm-hmm. And in our store, we'll just say also works on mobile. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Right? Yep. And they would have a lot more buy-in on something like that than, mm. say, a Microsoft would. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's just two different approaches to it. The one where Microsoft would do it is like, well, Series S profile that you've already been working on that we've been telling you to do already works on it. Just works. Uh, whereas Sony yeah. is like, go get work, go get busy. So there is there's a different use case yeah. there in that Microsoft has a far easier uh, landing landing mm. zone to to come in there. Like they already have the runway, yeah. uh, and and the developers are going to have to make the runway for a Sony uh, handheld. It's not to say that they can't do it. And yeah, Apple when Apple said you know, jump, everyone jumped. Um, (laughs) So yeah, you look at, you know, they, the benefit here is that these developers who have already been optimizing on PlayStation because they are the biggest, uh, they are the biggest console space and that's where most of the sales are going to be. So they're already pre-optimizing something that would benefit the handheld itself as well. Mm. So there is that angle that their code base is going to be forward compatible with the handheld, a supposed cube prime, uh, there is that benefit that Sony has. Mm, absolutely. That's so interesting. I, and I, I hear a lot of folks in the chat whose minds are blown at, at the ideas that you have put in them. And they're like, oh, we need to subscribe to the Fox. Yes, sir. You need to subscribe to the Fox. The man knows what he's talking about. Before I let you go, final super chat of the day coming from the man, jo- Mr. Joanna Dark with a $5. Thank you so much, Mr. Joanna Dark. He's asking question for the Fox Will we eventually see the AGPU that consumes less power and provide more performance to make these handheld dreams better? Uh, yeah, yeah. So we are we have been rapidly approaching the end of silicon uh, mm-hmm. for years now, uh, and this started around 2013, I want to say, when Intel first went to uh, FinFET uh, ahead of everyone else when everyone was still planner. Uh, so the writing was on the wall back in 2012, where we were uh, behind the eight ball and, and in regards to how far we can scale silicon down. Um, and it, Intel was just like, they didn't miss a beat. They were just like, hey, you know what? We have these 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 gates and we have this this lake. Why don't we just make like a mountain and we'll just have a water channel in through it? Like, that's genius. Let's get going. And they were ahead of the market for years. Uh, you, you know, and you take a look at how long we were at 28 nanometer for years and not until FinFET came to everyone else in like 2016, 2017. And then with Ryzen, uh, with their uh, chiplet design, you start to see uh, the angle that this is going to a place where uh, they are targeting uh, a, a method to with chiplet design that you can make smaller chips then glue them together with an interposer like Infinity Fabric, where you can get better yields, get better performance, and get it down to a smaller process. And at the same time, use different processes for different things. Like mm-hmm. the memory controller can be on five nanometer, but the chips can be on four nanometer. Uh, so you, you see these different uh, variances that it may be slightly cheaper and it doesn't really need to go to four nanometer. So why would you do it there? Now yeah. you can really mix and match stuff. The, the point of this is that we are rapidly approaching the end of, end of this. Um, the good news is that uh, there was a big boost in lithography that just came out previously with uh, EUV uh, machines that are pretty recent in the industry. Uh, Intel got left handing the uh, like holding the bag because they were just doing nothing. And you look at like TSMC who went EUV first, and they're just like bulldozing the competition at the moment. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, EUV is coming online for Intel. EUV is uh, you know just really 
getting us to the ends of Silicon, uh, you know, where you, if you think of, um, you know, you have gate all around. So there's a, there are two new advancements after FinFET. And then uh, you look at how they're doing it, and then you can just start stacking vertically. So right now, you know, you had planner chips, and then you had FinFET, and then you have gate all around. So there are newer technologies that are going to take transistor count even higher, even though we are approaching the end of silicon. The problem becomes that we have to start thinking about, like, I really feel bad for these engineers, because then you have to start thinking about, if you were to vertically stack a chip, right, where it's been flat, we have a heat sink on top of that to wick away all of that heat. Mm -hmm. What happens when you make a, a building that yeah. there's all this circuitry in here, and now the core of this is getting liquid really hot. hot. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you do that? Well, now you're gonna have to use you know nano liquids and all these other things to make a, a custom radiator inside of this. This it's it's insane what they're gonna have to do, and I don't envy these these engineers that have mm -hmm. to design these things to like oh we have to we have to make a radiator inside of our building yeah. that has trillions of transistors. Uh, so yeah, there is as we go further and further onto this, the benefit here that I want to say really quickly is that. Uh, the the nice thing about GPUs is that we can scale them very wide, and the only thing that's really uh, that the only thing that's really holding us back is memory bandwidth. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is a thing that I touch base in in my video is that even though the PlayStation Five technically had technically and does have less GPU compute performance, mm -hmm. it uses more power than the Xbox Series X does, and that's all because of the frequency curve. By pushing more frequency into it at less C CU. Uh, they're getting less performance and spending more power doing more it. More power doing uh, it, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. so the problem becomes is it's really about the, the cost of making the chips and how wide you're going to make those chips. Um, but yeah, we, we still have a lot of runway ahead of us. And we're there isn't there is an area where you're going to be potentially looking at somewhere like an Xbox Series X running in a handheld in a few years in the future uh, that's consuming around 20 watts or 30 watts or so. Um, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, I think we're going to really have to leverage a lot of things like FSR, uh, image reconstruction, uh, image interpolation, uh, uh, frame interpolation to get bigger uh, bigger resolutions and a better frame rate without spending all that power. So ML and AL, uh, ML and AI types of coprocessors to, to do all that stuff in the background mm -hmm. that is taking mm -hmm. less power is another avenue that a lot of people are working on. So there are way more avenues that we have available to us to increase... A frame rate and image quality without spending tons and tons of power and there are lots of techniques like uh asynchronous reprojection to make the feel of a game feel better even though you're not actually going at that frame rate lots of tech behind the scenes so that we can run in on a battery yeah the, the future is bright for us um we still have a lot of runway left it's going to be awesome can't wait to see you there absolutely sir Mr. Everborn Saga, any last words before we let we let Carrie go? We, we you've, we've taken uh, up way more of your time than we expected to. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, man. The, the 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 holy grail is that they just figured out nuclear fusion. So maybe one day they'll be able to shrink it down into uh, yeah, just just in a handheld. nuclear powered handheld. That's, that's all we need. Then we, we don't have battery problems at all. Then we just have a heat problem. <laughs> only a heat problem yeah he says it like it's no big deal <laughs> it's it's sensationally easier like i mean it's it's far easier even with like you know warm water cooled mm, that's an interesting maybe word. we can okay. use our handhelds to heat our homes yeah just... all comes full circle stop it <laughs> okay so we we will let you go we've taken up so much of your time we thank you so much for being here please Appreciate tell it. the tell the fine people where they can find you what what are the videos you have coming up this week because we're definitely going to be subscribing. And we're going to be watching. Thanks so much. Uh, so you can find me. I am the Fox on YouTube. 
Uh, I the new videos that I'm going to have planning, I'm going to be talking about a Sony Q Prime uh, and talking about basically the same things that we already talked about now, and it's really just high concept. I'm going to be talking about uh, a. I'm going to start having a new series called Retro Storytime. Uh, the first video that I have planned is the I got a Virtual Boy from Blockbuster way back in the day, and uh -huh. when the Virtual Boy got discontinued. Blockbuster just like you know just sold it because they were like well this has no future yeah. and I found one for like thirty bucks so I'm just gonna have like a little retro story time talking about how I got my virtual awesome. boy yeah. how I repaired it uh, and those are right now the only videos that I have planned at the current moment. Okay, I, I see the power glove behind you, sir. I, I'm I'm envious. I'm absolutely envious. No, this is great. I thank you Remember so much for being here. the movie huh? that had the power glove? In oh yeah, the yeah. The wizard. The wizard. The wizard. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Everyone, I, I, I urge you to, to, to go and check out some of the stuff he's done in the past, some more stuff. Like, it, it really just, like, crystallizes a lot of the interesting ideas that we've been batting around here on this show and many other parts of the community. You know, more folks will be checking out his stuff, and I think more folks are. He's got, like, 70,000-some-odd subscribers, and, and I'm sure that you have a lot more now with the folks checking it out here. So thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you have a good rest of your day. Hopefully, we, we can have you on uh, another time where we can talk more tech. This, this is awesome. Thank you so much for being here. For sure. Thank you so much for having me. All Take right. care. Thank you. Bye-bye. So there we have it. That was the fox, ladies and gentlemen. What did you, what did you think, Everborn? I, I think that the man, his brain oozes with, with, this, with this amazing technology and all this, this vision of this stuff. It's awesome to have him on. We definitely should, should definitely have him back on, on the show again. Absolutely. Yeah, when, man. When this, the inevitable announcement comes. When the inevitable announcement yeah. comes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but okay. So I, I saved the last bit of juicy topics, uh, one or two more, for, for us to, to, to talk about before we, we end the show proper. And one of them will double us back to some of the, the, the gloom and doom that have been talked about on the show, on, on the these crying, Twitter streets. As we the, call it. The crying, yes. And, and you know, shout out to him. Uh, uh, um, fan of the show and, and friend of the show, Jess Corden put out this amazing article where he, I, I think while I may not like, I may not subscribe to the, Oh, it's gloom and doom and terrible and all of this. I think he crystallized his thoughts and the thoughts of the, the gaming community at large with this article where basically the title is on Xbox caveats and mismanagement expectations. Did you get a chance to read this article, by the way? I, I did, sent I it did to you. read the article. Okay. Um, so, I, so, yes, that is true. They, mm -hmm. they have issues with that. A lot of the problems they face are unforced errors. Yeah. Um, they are also dealing with a double standard mm. um, in terms no, of perception true. of everything. But, but, but let's be fair. Let's own... be fair. This is from this is from Windows Central Gaming. You would presume that that I'm Jez not specifically about this article exactly That's not what I'm exactly yeah That's yeah not yeah, what yeah I'm, saying. I'm yeah, not okay, saying that, okay. that Jez is doing that sure. What I but am yes, saying is yes. that the way uh, the perception of every uh, thing that happens, there's this microscope, and that but that microscope is on them because you have to give your audience you have to give your loyal fans you have to give them some w's that mm -hmm. they can fall back on mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. when when things don't go your way and the yeah. fact is it's been so long that they've had since they've had unequivocal w's sure right yeah um, and this article kind of speaks you, to that yeah right once you've had some w's in the bank mm -hmm. If you hear a game is either delayed or it's not delayed, but it's not going to have the performance mode when it comes out, 
guess what? You get on your square and you say, so what? They got it. I trust you no. that time. But if it's if if so many things happen uh, in terms of the conversation and perception of things, at a certain point, people's uh, balls of steel, they begin to shrivel. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the, the latter half of the show. So Sure, sure. The, 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 the <laughs> He's so angling for that Manscaped is, article, uh, Manscaped ad exactly, I see. Okay, exactly. go ahead. Keep going. So, 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 uh, I, I, but I do think we get these think pieces. Uh, let, let, let's put it this way. Mm -hmm. um, the the assumption of Xbox's death has been greatly exaggerated. Right. And, and, and has been and, greatly, greatly hypothesized for many, many, many months and, and years now. we saying it every time as though we want to. It's almost like some people want to speak it into yeah. existence. Everything means something. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's hard to talk about these things in context with all of the nuance it deserves mm -hmm. because again you don't have the unequivocal w's yep. to to fall back on and so see and um, and, and to your point of a boy maybe you like when it comes to redfall specifically and i know people wanted to talk more about redfall when it comes to redfall specifically as much slack as i kind of want to give them because there's context there that matters why would you then release it? It seems they prioritized fidelity over performance. Why would you release the Series X at 1440p 30? When everyone knows you could just go to 1080p and then hit that 60. Why would you want to insist on 4K native when you have FSR and all these other rendering techniques that, that you have already used? Because you didn't design your game to take advantage of that in the first place. And so it, it's, it, it, it becomes black eyes on you. So even the third bar, even the the even the, the 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 those among us who don't spend that much time digging through the speeds and feeds see what you're doing and go, come on, guys, you know, like what what are we doing here, right? So 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 I see someone in the chat saying they say they listen to the fans, but they don't do when the fans say something they ignore it. That's not true. That's just that's flat out not true, mm. right? So the reason Redfall is coming out is because they made a pro they made a promise that these games would come out in the next twelve months, and they did. Yeah, they're actually doing the it date. to a fault right they, now. Actually, they clearly yeah. could push the date, but because they made that promise, they're making this decision, and yeah. I, I think that that's the wrong move. But you know, they don't pay me, right? <laughs> so, um, what what is what is Pixel saying in the chat? Uh, the dumbest <clears throat> thing is they were purchased while the game was in development. Yes, they never adjusted the game to use. Yes. Well, well, and, but but the, the, we don't know that. We don't. And, know and to be case, fair, right? and to be fair on that point, while I completely agree with that, that's that's a talking point that I've said on a few occasions. But if depending on how far in development they are, you can't double back and make those important decisions again, short of scrapping the project and starting from scratch. So they may have to patch it after it's said and done, which will take some time. But that is why, no. that specific reason is why I say cut Redfall, cut uh, Avowed, cut Starfield, all some slack. Because they were initially incubated as third-party games. Meaning all the mesh shaders, because mesh shaders can't be bolted on. Mesh shaders have to be added on. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not cutting But they didn't slack. start Avowed as an Xbox studio. Yes, but it doesn't matter. They, it does they, matter. They were, they were acquired in 2018. Yes, and you and had avowed, enough time to integrate that stuff. 
but listen, like specifically, and, and, and obviously this gets into the deep waters and we can talk about all that, right? Uh, FSR is another conversation, right? This is, these caveats are why you can't always just stand, uh, stand with them because there are things they could do. But specifically about mesh shaders, because we all know mesh shaders are the idea, and, and for those who don't know, the idea that, that it takes far less resources to hit the same theoretical heights that you want to hit with mesh shaders, right? But in order to that to have that implemented, and I'm using the lowest common, de common denominator console-wise, that would be the Series S. In order for that to happen, you have to build it from scratch doing that. You can't add it on later. Like all assets have to be built that, with mesh shaders in mind. Absolutely fantastic. Avowed so you can't expect, but you, but you I can't expect, expect that. To do it. I, but I, I, I avowed. You can say that I can't. But no, but I am expecting but do we we know that avowed. We know that avowed was actually in production when Xbox saw and them, and that's why know, they got excited. And to I'm go here forward. to tell you right now, we don't uh -huh. care. But see, this we is the point. Like, avowed does not get a pass. We can say so for Redfall and Starfield because they were not acquired until 2021 and they yeah. would have been way further along in development. Yeah. You have had enough time mm -hmm. with Avowed because it's not coming out till 2024. Uh -huh. That's six years from you were acquired. You could rework some things from the ground up. I'm sorry. There's no. There, I, let's not even discuss this because we don't even know if it's a thing. We're gonna get into uh, a no, whole argument. I'm one in the smoke, even. man. I'm one in the smoke. And, and Pixel bits in the chat going, "No pass for a vow. No pass. Understood, sir. Understood. None whatsoever. They will have no quarter. We are sure. not taking any prisoner. There's no. There's no uh, um, treaties, and, and, and we're talking about war crimes now. Look, now, in general. In general, I'm just saying while folks have every right to be angry, and I'm not saying you don't, right? I'm not saying you don't. What I will say is you need to understand that once you're further down the line, there are certain things that you could have used that you didn't start off with because you were third party that you can't double back and go just patch in, right? So because of that, the, the smoke here needs to be, as you said, Everborn, needs to be with the marketing folks needs to be with Microsoft proper for not being forthcoming with all this information because w w the sentiment that I that I dislike that I'm hearing in the community a lot of is oh well you're first party so there's no excuse they were first party five minutes ago this this thing has been de in development far this is longer not the case for obsidian I just want to point that sure out. sure w w the avowed yeah. is a different conversation I'm talking specifically exactly. about Redfall right they have been they they spent more time in this game building it as multiplat than they would than they did as a primary Xbox studio. Because if they did build it as an Xbox studio, there'd be tools that they would leverage that would then offset the need for all this resource constraints, right? We've heard far and wide reports that it is CPU constrained. That wouldn't be the case had they started this game knowing that they only have one platform mainly to focus on, right? So I will give you on that. I will give you, I'll give you Avowed. We'll see where Avowed falls. But to Redfall and to, to, to Starfield, if they release at 30 frames, I kind of, I'll be disappointed. Don't get me wrong, but I kind of understand. Well, okay, see, and this is the problem well, with Xbox. This is the problem no, with Xbox real quick. I, the reason why I can't just full-throated pause and come, come, and come and defend them is, specifically with, uh, with Redfall here, why don't y'all just put it to 1080p on Series S? Why don't y'all just put it or, to 1440p? On Series so, X, so and then use the FSR, which takes two weeks. We've we've heard two weeks to implement. 
You could and yeah, you, you but, can and could have done that. That it, look, the the whole two weeks thing. That's a very specific case. It's every okay. A month, six months. It doesn't matter. We, we don't know how it's, long it takes. You, that's you not still the point. let's. You still that is that is an important thing you can leverage here. It, it wouldn't break the game to realize that oh we can't do sixty frames right now. So let's give them the let's give them the frames. And then we'll give them a resolution later. Instead, they went, let's give them a resolution now, and we'll give them the frames later. It well, counteracts their so, own narrative is the problem. So the thing is, um, I will not, because I don't, I have not seen the development environment. I don't know what they're doing. So I will not speak to how easy it is to do anything. Yeah. But none of whatever it is they have to do, mm -hmm. that doesn't preclude them from delaying the game. Yeah. There Absolutely. is still time. Delay the game. And, and yeah, it, it I'm advocating for delay the reason, game, too. Yeah, it could be another reason that they don't want to delay it is because it is not coming at the, the performance mode isn't coming anytime soon. Hey, remember Warhammer Dark Tide? But, War, but Warhammer Dark Tide is I know not, it's not first party. It's not first party. I understand that. It's, it's, okay. by, a, it's, by, a, okay. it's by a different you, team, different would conversation. Would you like me to point to Halo? about promises of things that were supposed to come right after. You see, this is why you can't defend Xbox, because there's always a caveat. Like, this is the no, problem. but what I'm saying is... Because I want to be the one defending know. Xbox, you see? But I can't. We it's don't. Hard. I'm just saying we don't know when uh -huh. the mode is coming. True. And, and that is a problem. And I think if they're not going to delay the game, because maybe it's further out, they should say we are targeting... Uh, to have it done within this time. Like, you'll get it before the end of the summer. Something. Tell people when the 60 FPS mode is coming. Because, again, you're telling this to people that have the option to play Jedi Survivor and Zelda and Final Fantasy and Diablo. Mm. All right, so right? I put, a, I put another, I put another poll in the chat real quick. I put another poll. Redfall instead of those games so let them know yeah yeah no i hear you bro i i hear you like let me let me <laughs> uh the poll in the chat right now redfall should they delay it yes no or throw your xbox away Let, let's hear what the what the consumers have to say but no back back on topic on this generally about this article right it seems that it's death by a thousand cuts for xbox gamers Right and and shout out to Infinite Number. I'm not sure if he's still in here. And shout out to to Risky for the Biscuit. They had a great show yesterday where they're basically saying that to them it looks like Xbox is treating consoles as second class citizens now. Where they'll go on PC and they'll say, well, why don't you play it on PC? Because and and I will not angry. I will not be angry. I won't deny that what that what they're how they're feeling right now. Because as as uh, Slowmo was saying in the chat. You know, it's been 60 frames, like, plastered everywhere. Everywhere. Even in the store, it said it's going to be 60 frames. Every piece of media they showed you was running at 60 frames. And, of course, the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like, slimy excuse they can use is, well, you know, we're like Netflix. We're a, we're a platform everywhere. And on PC, you can play it at 60 frames. So, you know. But maybe, so just maybe, is it time to start insisting that Microsoft do what Sony has been doing, which is every time they show any footage, 
plastered at the bottom of the screen. This is Series S footage. This is Series X footage. Yeah, this is PC but footage. The, the, the problem is Sony has lied about that a lot, and they'll show you a PS5 dev kit that has way more specs, and it'll look way better when they show it. Sure, and sure. And Sony also <laughs> does not have a PC. They don't, like, do a launch on PC and PlayStation, yeah. so it's a different uh, See, that's why they can I get away with show, that, right? right? That's why Xbox uh, can I get away with that. But I show the game in the best light. Um, and that's that what they did. Said, that that being so, uh, but I'm saying show the game in the best light, which means you're going to show it running on the PC mm-hmm. um, and and whatever. But um, I I think um, it is a it, it's a difficult conversation to um, to 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 put in there perspective because I'm, I'm trying to have a uh, uh, a targeted conversation but then like you said there's always these caveats these bro these other uh, and, and Dorian Gray in the chat being messy 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 I'm trying not to do that and he's doing it for me he said <laughs> he's saying oh please PC doesn't have oh, the limitation it's like I, being mad at Tesla because because no other car is as fast it's <laughs> faster um <laughs> <laughs> so okay, now to I remember what I was gonna say now. Go I ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Well. So, and, and by the way, shout out to shout out to to Hargeet for being in here. Live supremacy, all these folks are in here still. One bad mother's in here. Thank you guys so much for pulling up. Continue, man. I'm sorry. To to, to the point that Umbra made, um, it does really feel like um, not only it, it's it sucks that Microsoft's all doing it, mm-hmm. but like throughout this last year, when you consider this whole ABK thing and all this other stuff, it really does feel like the Xbox is the redheaded stepchild. Oh no! Right? It is no, no, no. Like, like think about it. Right? We just have to watch a year of Microsoft talking to regulators. Mm-hmm trying to explain to them that don't worry we don't give a crap about our xbox gamers we want to make sure that these games are every place else (laughs) um but xbox right and then you hear about these games that are coming out on pc and they're like well well don't worry the xbox the pc version will have all the features and the PC version will come but you out know, first. But we'll you know, but you know, you know why it. that is. They are not having to profile so much for the PC version. Yeah, they no, just no, rely on you and your overhead. I understand. I understand. You know. But as the Xbox customer, sure, yes, to listen to Microsoft bend over backwards to tell all these people in the press mm-hmm. we don't care about Xbox, right? And then you could say, well, they're just saying that because they need to get the deal to go through. Mm-hmm. But then, like, we're going to release games on PC first. We want you to play everywhere and everything. And maybe this is all one big game of 4D chess to produce, the regula- to, to convince the regulators to let them get Activision. And then as soon as the deal closes, they're going to say, gotcha, B. I see I almost <laughs> cursed. Uh, but uh, right now, it just feels like the, the council is their last priority. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's not a nice feeling. You know what I'm saying? So uh, let's it's see. Not a nice feeling as a customer. <laughs> we have Roshan in, in, in the chat. Thank you for being here. He says, I'm upset that Bethesda's old games are on PlayStation Plus. Let's talk about that. 
<laughs> I saw that Again, too. That, like, that, a whole that's bunch also of also part of convincing regulators. See, we're not yep. pulling anything. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yes. But while we are in fog of war, yeah. And you see these things where the Xbox console does not feel prioritized. Mm-hmm. You feel taken advantage of as a customer, or or or, or whatever. Right? They are not. They are not dancing with the people that they brought to the dance. The, don't the people that got worry, them there. CMA. We don't care yeah. about console. We don't give a damn. <laughs> those those are nobodies. And then oh. every regulator is like, "Oh my God!" And and Wade, Wade Johnson one is clowning you, you here in the, in the chat. Wade Johnson one is clowning you. He says, "Oh my God!" The word is console, not console. Everborn. Nope. I said what I said. <laughs> So every regulator around the world uh-huh. is like, but what if you spent all these billions of dollars mm-hmm. to to make exclusive content for your customers? How dare you? How dare we you? We don't care about those customers. <laughs> those customers should go get PlayStations. Those customers should buy Xbox. Uh, should, should should build PCs. <laughs> right? and you know, it's, it's just. It, like, how many times do you have to hear this before you feel like you are the least valued by every yeah. regulator and Microsoft and journalists? Because it's, it becomes a curse word, what if Microsoft takes care of their customers? <laughs> well, you know, that's that's the thing. Isn't that what, that's what animated us from Jump, right? It seemed like Sony could, could be prioritizing their customers, and that's justified. But Xbox has to be for the streets because otherwise, oh, they're making too much money or something, something like that. You know what I mean? Like that's what that's what's all that, that's what I'm talking about with that death by a thousand cuts thing. It seems like these these various reasons, which are valid, right? But add to that and all the other ABK stuff that's been happening and all the 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 potential uh, uh, failures of, of 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 meeting their expectations that they themselves set. All that is getting people to a place where pitchforks are coming out you know what i'm saying like i wonder if they didn't take any of that into consideration or if they think you know what this is the loud majority minority when it comes out we'll get five million players because game pass will just give them give uh, give us the righteous numbers to that we'll i would say everyone talk to your kids which uh platform are they more excited about mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right L- look at these yeah yeah Hargeet Chani in here. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you being here. He, he comes in with a $10 super chat saying, I'm not sure if it's uh, how true it is, but supposedly there are some, there's, there are more PC Game Pass subs than console. I don't think that, that the Redfall thing is a priority shift, just studios not prioritizing performance on console. That is interesting. So there are more PC Game Pass. Sales. I don't know that that's true. I don't know. We if should that's dig true. into I that. Saw that stat. I we saw should dig that into stat that. And they were yeah. saying uh, that you know uh, whatever on council. I don't know. If but that, it would uh, make LinkedIn sense though if if it was it, the case. What they say it means. I mean, wouldn't that make sense? Because there are more PCs no, than there are. Yes, there would. There are more PCs out there than there are consoles. There are people people who use their PCs for many things that have had them for years. And if you're telling them that, oh, here's a, a Game Pass sub and you can get access to the yes, games, what I'm saying you don't have to pay a $500 console. That people are using to say yeah. that mm-hmm. is not actually Oh, no, sure, sure, sure. We don't know if that's actual fact. And, and I'm just going on a thought experiment here. But if it was fact, I wouldn't be surprised is my point. 
right? Just like we, how we were always saying the same thing on the PlayStation side, you know, the only model is buy my box and then you get to play the game, you know? The idea that console game, that, that, that PCs exist already that, that aren't necessarily have anything to do with Xbox, so let's just let them tap into that, that's a, that, that makes sense to me, that, they, that it would then lead to more people just easily subscribing on, on, on PC than buying console, because obviously console would then first require you buying a console first before you get into it. But I, I think we should dig into the numbers more. We should really figure out if that is true or not, because as you said, the source may not be may not be accurate, but it wouldn't surprise me, right? It, it just wouldn't surprise me. Uh, we have drawn TJ in here. Thank you so much, drawn TJ. He's in here with a $2 super chat. He's saying, Sony buys studios too. Cry, Jim, <laughs> Jim Ryan, cry. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's, it's been one of those things that, that seems to work for one team, but not the, other, not the other so much. And that's why, you know, Everborn is talking about that double standard, you know? And, and, and I have to believe him on that. The double standard is there. As much as it sucks, it's kind of baked into the cake. It's been for a while now, right? And and I guess okay. Before we before we adjourn for the day, let me let me add a little bit more. In, uh, just one last story because, if I'm not mistaken, Everborn, you know, people come here for the ABK drama, and we don't have much ABK drama today, but we do have that conversation about the gamers the the gamers lawsuit filing amendment to the to the lawsuit because. Hey, now we may have Sony backing us on it. Did you see this? Oh, I don't know. If I you did still... see this. Yes. Yeah. What are your, What are your thoughts? What are, What are your thoughts on this? Uh, is this Is this still I much mean, to do about nothing? So, I think so. I think mm. that if you look at the the judge who is looking at these things separately, whereas these gamers have not proven that there is any harm to them, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and you have to prove that in order to have some kind of case like this. And then separately, um, there's a separate hearing for will you be able to post bond? Mm -hmm. Because you are trying to hold up this process and you could cost the company billions of dollars. So do you have this uh, money to put up uh, to make Microsoft hold whole while we adjudicate this thing mm -hmm. in case it doesn't go in your favor. And we know that these gamers don't have that. And then in comes uh, Sony's lawyers <laughs> making an appearance. In comes Super Sony to uh, save the day. <laughs> to suggest that maybe potentially Sony will put up this money in bond. We don't know if they will, mm -hmm. but they have showed up. And now Beth Wilkinson's, who is running the... Um, the uh, FTC case, mm -hmm. um, she now has put in a in an appearance there. So this could get interesting because mm -hmm. the 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 reason it was thrown out the first time is because they had really no details, and now they have a little bit more details, which were provided to them by Sony, mm -hmm. which again is hilarious. And hey, uh, you can't translate them Chinese uh, documents, but you can really help these gamers out. Good job there, Sony. <laughs> well, so, but here, here's the thing, right? Uh -huh. Which is like, they are really gonna fight this thing to the end, mm -hmm. and I don't know if I mean, we'll see what happens, but every regulator that has looked at all the same evidence has found that Sony does not have a leg to stand on. So will adopting Sony's arguments here, which seems like it's been written by Sony or at least helped uh, by Sony, will adopting those same arguments here 
be any better? And at what point does Sony say, no one's listening to us, let's cut out the nonsense? Mm. Um, I don't know, but I still don't know how they are going to be able to prove that this case uh, should um, even go forward when the FTC case is already ongoing. I don't know. Mm. We'll see. But it, it's just... It's at, it, it just feels like they're going out sad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels like they're doing too much at this point. It feels like they're just doing too much. It, it's over already. Just, 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 just save some face and move forward, right? Like, show us your, your, your showcase coming up. Tell us there's nothing to see here. Show us another E3 of dreams. And just keep moving forward instead of all of the, the wah, 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 wah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, here we go. And, and of course, Drawn TJ with another $5 super chat saying, I still support you guys. If, if, if you're wondering why I'm not in the chat, it's because I sleep on the weekend and you guys start at 7 at his as, time. As, Always as watch you, you on should. demand. Oh, we appreciate Listen, you, brother. Thank uh, you so much. Whenever you get here. Whenever you get, oh here, yeah, we absolutely, you absolutely. We thank yeah. you for the, the absolutely. Eyeball. We see, we see you in, in in the gaming streets there, drawn TJ. We see you, so we appreciate you either watching live or on demand, and that goes for anybody. You know, we we, we see all our numbers going up, people in, in, interacting with us. It's always absolutely great. So thank you so much, and you don't even need need the super chat, but we appreciate that as well because that's that's helping us. Uh, you know, tweak it and get it, getting in, in, getting things done wonderfully. And I called him out a little earlier, and he's in here now. Thank you. It is Risket from the Biscuit. He says, it's late, bro. Jeez. <laughs> Thank you, Risket, for What's being happening? here. What's you had a great happening? show yesterday. I, I was watching it. Very cool. Very cool. Appreciate you, you being here and showing up some support. Last story before we go, because I just had to drop it in here. We are Halo people. We are Halo people. We always have been. We always have these Halo conversations. But I want to talk about the fact that after all this time, the franchise director, Frank O'Connell, is possibly leaving Microsoft. Did you hear this news, sir? And what are your yeah, thoughts? Via, via LinkedIn, it, see, it shows that he left in uh, March and he's at a new place. What are your he's thoughts, a, sir? He's a creative director. I mean, I mean, judging by the accusations of the past, get him out of there. Why, why, why did he outlast all these other people? Mm-hmm. This is the person that is allegedly yep. responsible for the Bonobo yep. uh, fiasco, right? Yep. And and a bunch of other eyewitness accounts. So oh. the question is, why did it take this long? How does he how does he outlast Joe Staten? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? How did how does he uh, um, outlast the Halo narrative team? <laughs> <laughs> he outlasted Master Chief, by all accounts. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, so, like, they mothballed Master Chief before they mothballed him. What's going on what here? What's going on? <laughs> unless, unless, uh-huh. like. He knows where some bodies are buried or something? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, what, what, like. Staten's leaving, mm-hmm. and then we hear he's leaving at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Staten was there from the beginning. He was there from the beginning. Yep. yep. I'm not putting this out there, but could could have could cover have been provided? Oh boy. <laughs> so you're you're saying that we? we I'm not saying we, anything. I'm not uh, saying anything. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All I'm saying is the timing is interesting. Uh huh. All it. right. 
That's all, all right. I want to leave. And I know everybody loves Joe Staten, and they uh, think, oh, Halo's over because Joe Staten's gone. Uh-huh. You're just saying. I I'm hear you. Saying. I hear you. I'm just saying. That's it. That's all I want to say. I'm taking uh-huh. off the tinfoil hat. Uh, I appreciate that, sir. Let me close out this, this poll here, and I asked you guys, Redfall, are you planning on buying it? Uh, are you uh, planning on buying it? Do you think it should be delayed? And it looks like, by and large, the community says, yes, it should definitely be delayed. I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. I, I, you know, I think it should have been delayed even if it had a 60 FPS mode because you put it in a bad slot. Yeah, yeah. Put it in July where it could breathe. Nope. 65% say, yes, it should be delayed. 28% say, no, it shouldn't be delayed. And 6% say, throw your Xbox away. All right. There you go. There you go. All right. So, uh, I'm one of those people that haven't played since 2021. What do you mean? You you played you played Hi-Fi Rush. What are you talking about? No, no, no. He said Halo. Some, oh, Halo, Halo, Halo. Yeah. Be- believe it or not, I actually loaded Halo up on this thing right here to see if, how, how it would work latency-wise. And I was kind of surprised. I would like to... I would like to ask Slow Mo, has mm-hmm. any uh, campaign content been added since 2021? Nope. Absolutely okay, not. Then. All they thanks. do is just keep keep giving us screen uh, giving us uh, short clips uh, in uh, in the multiplayer that should be part of campaign, but of course they're focused elsewhere. See, us campaign people, we are the second class citizens. That's what we are. Not the console gamers. No, you guys just have a have hardware that takes a lot yeah, of time Halo and effort to work on. Fans get treated worse than oh. uh, Xbox uh, console owners. Exactly, the people who love the Halo campaign, we get short shrift. We are the ones that getting 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 crapped on. But okay, okay, you know what? This has been a great show, and I think we will end it there. Uh, I will first and foremost like to thank everybody for being here. Thanks to the Fox for showing up and, and, and really... Sorry, just really please. quick, really yeah, yeah. quick. I apologize. Yeah, no, Slow-mo says Halo is more than campaign. Right, but Halo's also not only... Only campaign. Exactly. Campaign has never been a bolt-on. Campaign has been literally like a, an, an essential component of Halo since Jump, right? And now so you're making... We can you're say making Halo the... is partly campaign, yeah. but we don't have that part right now. That's right. That's right. You know, just like some people were going, oh, you're not you're not showing co-op day one. I'm not even playing it. The campaign is essential to Halo. You know, Halo is not Apex Legends. Halo is not, you know, we'll eventually talk about, you know, uh, multiplayer later. No, you know, Halo, the, the campaign is essential to that experience. And to me, who's a single player, who tends to be more a single player gamer, when you're telling me that there's no plans or no time that we'll see the Master Chief, I have Master Chief memorabilia, Master Chief memorabilia all over the place. You're telling me there's no chance that we're going to see any more in the story at all. You're telling me that the franchise is dead. Because yes, multiplayer is there, but Apex Legends exists. I don't consider that Titanfall, right? It's in the Titanfall universe. I could care less. Give me a Titanfall, Titanfall campaign, Titanfall 3. That's what I want. Right, and if you excite me with the Titanfall three campaign, then you'll get me into multiplayer, just like they did with Halo. You 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 excite me with that campaign, give me a good, great story that gets me excited, then I'll move on to to the to the camp to, to the uh, to the the multiplayer. And he's saying we act like the, the 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 campaign isn't there. Yeah, but the campaign was a spark, and then they kept moving forward with the multiplayer, and they just left the, the campaign to die. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Forgive me. Yes, we 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 can start this whole thing again. Risk it. He's he, you were late, so I'm not gonna argue with you right now. We can argue early on the next show. <laughs> yes, I agree that you 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 don't think it's the same thing. I do. I think it's the same thing. If you're going to you know they cultivated us with the Halo campaign from day one. It wasn't a oh here's the here's the multiplayer and then we'll add the story onto it later. No, this was campaign Halo was, was fantastic it. by the way. And campaign was fantastic, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, you know. <laughs> but all right, all right. Let us let us end this show because we're right around three hours, and I know that, that that living split screen is going live right now. Our guest from last week is on that show, doing doing his, his best on that as well. As soon as I finish these show notes, I'll go I'll go watch whatever, whatever they're doing. So please go check them out. But again, thank you guys so much for being here. You know, the Fox was awesome. We're gonna have him back. You know, check out his YouTube channel. You want to get up on the technology? He has that for you. you. You saw that here. He can speak to the speeds and feeds for you way better than even I can. So he he's he's boss. Whenever I'm looking for direction in certain things, I go and watch his stuff as well. So salute to him for being here, Mr. Everborn Fire. <laughs> Mr. Everborn Fire. That's what I was about to say. Mr. Everborn Saga on fire as 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 always. Tell the fine people what you're doing this week. What, what where they can get into more heated well, what, debate with what? you. What, what I am doing right after this is mm-hmm. trying to get a build going of uh, Ariel's Adventure so I can get it Finally, over damn it. to Finally. Wandering Dutz uh-huh. so that he can hopefully edit something and we can make it make the cut for the Indie Game Showcase. Uh-huh. That's basically all I'm going to be doing. But uh, just if we wanted cliff notes for today's show, yes, sir. Um, they should delay Rafe Redfall. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the next Xbox should be handheld first. Agreed on that as well. Sony is going out sad. Oh. It's, 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 it's disgraceful at this point. It's disgraceful, yeah. Um, and um, Xbox or Microsoft is is uh, disrespecting their... their, their uh, the console players? Count. The console. He's going to keep players. doing that to you. He's going to keep doing Absolutely. that. I'm okay. doing it on purpose now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and, and that's where we are. Okay. Oh, okay. and uh, just as a general, this if this fit if this shoe fits you, wear it. Oh, here stop you go. crying. That's yeah. it. All right, you For can catch me. Crying. You can catch me this Sunday on the gamers console. The, the council. See, now you're making me doing it. <sighs> Got him. The, the, Got him. <laughs> on the gamers console with Web Dave, and we have Red Tree. You know, uh, from game uh, from Game Pass underscore Daily. Always a great conversation on that on that show. They actually have call-ins now. You can call in and and, and chat with folks, and they the whole podcast moves with the story. We with the, try the conversation. That. We should try that. We should try that. We should try people. You know, it's it's a thought. You know, I, I might ask them how they're doing it, but that's their special sauce. I don't want to go steal their special chat. sauce. Would you like call-ins? Hey, that, let's see put, what the chat. Says. Put it let's in the chat. The put it in the comment section. You know, if if a lot a lot of folks say, hey, we want to get in on the conversation. Maybe we might think about doing that. You know, put a put a uh, what do you call it? A Google uh, Google voice number or something. You could leave us voicemails or something. You know, we'll, we'll we'll look into something like that. Let us know what your thoughts are. We're of course moving forward, doing a lot more interesting things in, in that space. Uh, catch me uh, before I before I finish. Catch me on the Gamers Council this weekend, this Sunday, seven a.m. seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I'll be on there with with those brothers. It'll be it'll be a fun conversation. Uh, notice how I did not talk too much about any pc builds conversations that is to come 
Uh, if you Thank look, uh, if you look oh. over here, the, the the beast is is coming into into fruition right now. I'm I'm still waiting for other pieces of the puzzle to come together, and you you'll be seeing more of, from me about that. A lot of people seem to enjoy the the the, the specs that that I put out on on the on the social. So people people be having conversations about that. But yes, if you don't want to be it, and this is this is my slanderous way before leaving. If you don't want to be that meme where there's a PC, a bunch of PC people standing around, and two monkeys, one was Xbox, one is PlayStation fighting, <laughs> get yourself a PC, man. Build yourself a PC. Stop nope. being part of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, this is your choice, everybody. You have chosen not to do that, and that's fine. But if you don't want to get stuck, violence. if you don't want to get stuck in the 30 frames per second world. Build yourself a PC, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's or where wait. we're gonna leave it. You could wait. Or wait, sure. Do. Or wait. I will or play wait. Redfall as intended at 60 FPS. Yeah, eventually that patch comes. Eventually, out. yes. Or you could be like myself and the man Dorian Gray over here saying, "We in that 4090 club. It is what it is. What you gonna do? <laughs> it is what it is." But yes. For my man, Mr. Everborn Saga, who you can catch on the EverbornSaga.com website so you can catch up on all those awesome books that he will provide you. And myself and the great Fox who was also on this show. All his stuff will be in the show notes. We say thank you. Thank you so much for being here. It's been an awesome show. Go check out more content from all these other great content creators before the end of the weekend. Get some gaming done. I might actually be online this week. This weekend. If you catch me, let's play some games together and we will catch y'all next week. Peace.